Hello and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host, Ben Nevin. And I'm Jacob Russell. And today we are looking at one of my personal favourite films that we have covered on the podcast thus far. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ooh. <laughs> Why the fuck did you sound like a Rick and Morty character there? <laughs> I don't know. I just do. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. I just do. But yeah, Killer Clowns, I'm assuming... Well, you've seen this movie before. You own this movie. <laughs> I d- when you say it like that, it sounds like I own the fucking rights to it or something. No, I just <laughs> I have a copy of it on Blu-ray that I have owned for a considerable amount of time. Yeah, well, you know, I thought I hadn't seen this movie, but we'll get to it. But I thought I hadn't seen this movie, but turns out I had seen a bit of it, but pushed that memory so far into the back of my mind, I completely forgot about it. So, you know, <laughs> but for the most part, I like this movie. For the most part. I fucking love it. It's, mm. uh, it's been one of my favourites for a long, long time. It's a, it's a weird one. Um, everybody that I've spoken to that has seen this movie, it's, it's a mm. very divisive thing, I've noticed. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a type of movie that, I think we've talked about this kind of movie in the podcast before, where it's what I would call a Marmite movie. You mm. either love it or you hate it. Yeah, like... Uh, With a passion. Like... I don't know if their opinion on it has changed, but friend of the show I was talking to about this movie. Yeah, they fucking hated it. <laughs> so, so uh, oh really? Uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I don't thought know. this would have been right up their alley as well because they like a lot of weird shit. They do, but I, I don't think they like this. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, so I've been familiar with this movie for quite some time. I've been familiar with it. I just um, hadn't seen it. It's a title that I've always heard. Yeah, and I eventually oh. came around to watch it. Uh, I think it might have been, might have been round about the same time that you initially watched it. We're around about lockdown, so 2020, 2021 ish. Mm. Yeah, time I saw it was on a well-known streaming platform uh, that we won't name rhymes because the streaming platforms are being cunts. So rhymes with rhymes with the Netflix. Rhymes with shitflex. Mm. Uh, so. <laughs> Which is what that company fucking is at the moment. Shitflix. Just a bunch of fucking shit. I guarantee you, see if YouTube didn't have any like fucking like restrictions on titles for uh, channel names and that. Yeah. I should have just started one called Shitflix. But... Oh yeah, that'd been so good. That, that could have been. been. That was an alternate title for the show at one point. Was it? Yeah, Shitflix. That was one. That was one of them. Yeah, we had the we had archive panic. We had shit flicks. We had uh, we had two broke Scots, which was a piss take like two broke girls. Uh, <laughs> I actually sat and watched a couple of episodes of that the other night. It was fucking terrible. Oh yeah, but, it's, uh, uh, it's not good. No, no. But anyway, I uh, mean, if you like it, fair play to you. But it's clearly like it, fair play to you. But what's wrong with you? But uh, you know, <laughs> other than the fact that you clearly fancy Cat Dennings. But anyway, uh, Killer Clowns. Um, it's a title I've always been aware of. It's one of these because th- you know it's a fucking ridiculous title, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, so. it's it's on the same it's in the same kind of realm of like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or Thanks Killing or something like that. It's one of those films that if you spend any amount of time like looking into horror, you're gonna come across it one way or another. Uh, and it's one of these ones as well where uh, a lot of film 
media review channels that I watch on YouTube, they'll reference it quite a bit, you know. Oh yeah, it's, it's fairly consistent in terms of like cropping up and things like Found Flix will mention it a lot. Fucking, I'm pretty sure there's a Kill Count episode on it. Red Letter Media mentioned Red Letter Media mentioned it a lot. I think so. We Hate Movies done an episode on it. I'm not sure though. Uh, I don't or they've talked about it at least a fair bit. I can't remember if they have. I know that. Uh, bad I know movies, they've referenced it. I know bad movies ruled it. And That's who I'm thinking of. Um, Thank you. I'm getting them mixed. Um, Always get those two mixed up just because of the titles. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but you know, um, this is my first time watching it in full. Because. And what was your reaction to this movie? The entire time I was watching it, right? This is one of the. This is. Uh, I had the feeling this was going to be a movie that I would need some uh, uh, alcohol for, right? Some assistance. Some assistance, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I did pour myself a couple of glasses of uh, Maker's Mark. But, you know, I didn't really need all that much assistance because I was watching it and just thinking, what the fuck is this, right? And I couldn't yeah. I couldn't look away. Normally when I watch movies for the show, just a little bit of behind the scenes, I normally text Ben <laughs> during it. Oh yeah, yeah. You you even text me. This was one one of the reasons I was looking forward to doing this film so much. Uh probably a similar reason why like you've been looking forward to doing some films during like the John Carpenter thing is like I want to I want to see your reaction mm. to this film. And every now and then, whenever we're watching, if, say for example, if I'm watching a film that I've never seen before, but Jacob is like, no, nah, you'll fucking love it, I'll text them while I'm watching it and mm. being like, like just reacting to different in scenes, and you'll do the same for me. Like, I'm pretty sure we both watched The Memoirs of an Invisible Man at a similar point in time, because we both sent a very similar text to each other. There was that, and there was Ghosts of Mars. Ghosts well. of Mars, I got a text oh. from you at three in the morning saying, fuck this movie. <laughs> But no, I'll normally text Ben when I'm watching these, right? Yeah, so but you text I, me saying, like, I'm going to watch Killer Clowns tonight. Uh, Updates will follow. Uh, or something like that. You made it needlessly formal, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it was like, a, like an intro to a news article, like, I watched this movie, <laughs> such yeah, and well. such. And then it was radio silence until the next day when I was like, hey, man, uh... Are you okay? Because they kind of just went fucking dead. Uh, I just couldn't look away. <laughs> I, I I couldn't look down uh, to text because I was looking at this going, what the fuck? Right? Because, like, not in a, like, a bad way. Um, it was just... It's like a curious kind of thing. Uh, like, yeah. There was just so much, and there was so much to this movie. Not just the clowns themselves and, like, the, the, the you know, the, the scenery and all that shit, but, like, the acting was pretty bad the way that it's written uh huh and have you noticed that every character in, in this that doesn't have like a major speaking part is ADR'd yes like really badly yes <laughs> by the same person yes so that was another aspect to it. I'm like what the hell is this yeah you know? why why does everybody sound like the same guy <laughs> yeah and it's know. like playing Skyrim and like when you notice like Jim Cummings voice you're just like he's everywhere oh, fuck, uh, yeah. he's fucking everywhere yeah but, or like yeah. Troy Baker and anything else oh god yeah but you know for the most part I enjoyed myself um <laughs> is it my favourite thing in the world no uh, there well, are there are some people out there to this. This is like the best film ever. There's like full one. Like there was a, and they need help. But, <laughs> you know, there was a there was a big. Every now and then there'll be like a big screening of this movie in like oh, America. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there is. I'm sure. And they'll there's... have like people. They'll have like people will show up in like clown costumes that they've made. 
that are like like screen accurate cosplays of like you know the different clowns like short a fat so i can't remember the rest of them those are the those are the only two that I actually bothered to look up the names for because they're my favourites. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of people who like this movie. I mean, I know there's tons of people who like this movie. So it's one of these cult classic type movies. But like, you know, yeah. uh, I was watching it. And and the I'm, game's coming out as well. Yeah, there is. So yeah. we're getting an asymmetrical horror game based on this movie. But I was watching it. and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, why this movie? <laughs> why is everybody obsessed with this movie? But before we get into the actual uh, happenings of uh, the movie, I, I just want to go over some. So behind the scenes stuff, yeah. Not really behind the scenes, just some vitals of this movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this was uh, this produced is the f- by uh, and directed by produced, the directed Brothers. and written uh, by the Kyoto Brothers. Uh, all probably- three of them, all three of them have producer credits. Only one has a director credit. I believe it was Stephen. Yeah, it was Stephen. And Stephen and Charles, I believe. Char- is it Charles? I'm saying that right. Charles Edward and Stephen produced it. Charles Edward and Stephen produced it. Charles and Stephen wrote the screenplay, and then Stephen, and directed. Stephen directed. And uh, you know, and they all they all kind of pitched in together because they are, as we mentioned last week, uh, their background is primarily special effects work. Yeah, they're most they're, pro- they're yeah they're most famous for doing the the critters. Critters, yes. Yeah, designing did, them, they didn't direct. We made them, the mistake last week of saying that they were uh, they created the ghoulies, which was a f- a fairly common mistake to get those two mixed up: the critters and the ghoulies. Ah, whatever. But, but um, no, they created the critters. But yeah, this had a budget of. Imagine I'm going to let you guess. What, what What do you think the budget was? Oh fuck! Like a, like a solid like fifty to sixty million. <laughs> You're way off. Uh, the budget for this was one point eight million. Fuck off! That's why a lot of it looks quite cheap, apart from the effects. But I think, I, but like, I think most of the money went to effects. I, I think that's yeah. Um, I, but I'm th- look at the effects like you've got like mm-hmm. miniature explosions you have like obviously the design of the sets you've got like the cotton yeah. candy cocoons you've got the clowns themselves which are all very unique and like they have animatronic elements to like the facial expressions mm-hmm. and stuff like that but at the time you could most of these films probably still could have done that in a small budget so you know it was quite commonplace at that's the time. insane to me what do you think was made at the box office oh fuck all like I, I don't think it would have made its money back at all Again, you're way off. Fuck off. Did box it do office. well? 43 million. Piss off. This film done well in the box office. I thought it was a cult classic. It is, but like, you know, cult classic can still make money. It's just like, you know, it wasn't like... I thought it bombed and then it done well in VHS. I don't think it did well critically at the time. That's where, yeah, that's where I'm but, getting uh, that from. Also, just before we continue on with the, the vitals here, <laughs> did you catch what the uh, what the production company was called? <laughs> go, go, go on. The right wing's worst nightmare, Trans World Entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, we're coming for you, motherfuckers. <laughs> if Des- was, if Disney keep trans. putting all the gay characters in the background, then fuck them. We're making Trans World. We're making it in Florida. <laughs> we're gonna have a fucking great time. Jesus. Uh, on IMDb, this film has a out of a score of ten. What do you think this has? Uh, like a seven, seven point five. 6.2. Ah, damn. And finally, Rotten Tomatoes. It's tomatoes, people, not tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think the... Uh... I'm leaving an attempt to guess. The fucking thing's, like, far too off. I think... I... So, no, yeah. it's not actually that far off. What do you think the, the critic score was? I, I don't use Rotten Tomatoes. What's the critic score out of? Is it, um, like, certified so it's, it's fresh? A percenti- it's a, it's a percentage out of 100. Oh, okay. Uh, critic score? Mm-hmm. 40. 76. 
fuck off. I thought the critics hated this movie. Well, now they like it. Oh, well, when it came out, yeah. I suppose, yeah. yeah but and the audience score? Audience score? Uh-huh. I'm going to say it's in line with the... I'm going to go in line with the IMDb score, say about 62%. 60%. Oh, you motherfucker! And this will be a recurring thing in our episodes going forward, where <laughs> I'm just going to torture Ben with all these. <laughs> but uh, Why the fuck am I still pals with you, man? You just enjoy making me suffer. Yeah, I do. But, uh, yeah, so as the, the vibe was this, um, let's get into the movie. Yeah, so we have the opening credits set to the Dickies performing this film's theme song, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I fucking love this theme song. The fucking, like, the... Yeah, the use of the... The use of the... What is it called? Enter the Gladiators? The use of that... Enter the Clowns, isn't it? No, no, it's Enter the Gladiators. Oh. <laughs> the original tune was like a gladiator theme. Yeah, and it just got co-opted by the circus and then it's like the... Like, that's, that became like... Yeah, no, that's Enter the Gladiators, dude. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, and they used that as like a guitar riff, so it was like... It's so fucking good! It's very clean for an 80s punk song, I will say. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know. And uh, the Dickies also done the, a cover of the theme song from the Banana Splits TV show as well, mm. uh, which featured heavily in the Kick-Ass movie. Mm. It's the, it's the song that plays when Hit Girl's like going through and like storming the fucking castle, basically. Yeah, the Dickies, not really a band I've really listened to, but... Yeah. They make a lot of good shit. They make a lot of good shit. I don't know if I would go out of my way to like see them on tour or like buy any merch that they have, but like, you know, whenever whenever a song of theirs comes on in like a movie or mm. a fucking like TV show or stuff, I'll rock out to it. It's good shit. Probably. So we see various shots of the town uh, showing a bustling community. We see families going out for... Or a lovely dinner at the What's Big the Top Diner. What's the town called again? I forgot to take a note of that. Well, let me get that. I'll see if I can find it. So we see families dining out at the Big Top Diner. A man who looks suspiciously like Jeffrey Dahmer drinking beer branded beer. Crescent Cove, yeah. I was gonna, Crescent Cove. I was going to mention that as well. I was like, did you like his beer? beer? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I, I like the fact that it's just it's a white can with like black like bold aerial writing that just says beer I'm pretty like, sure you do get like uh, some like budget brands in supermarkets that do do that like in America no, but, <laughs> you said do do not over here but in America I'm in America sure you do get it yeah uh, but like the fact that it's just like beer, beer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, mean, it's it, I swear to fuck like I'm not see when I say this guy looks like Jeffrey Dahmer I had to do a fucking double take to see when that cunt got arrested because I thought he was in the movie like I mean, <laughs> like, was, just fucking turned up this was shot in a never mind I was going to say this was shot in Illinois I don't know why I thought that but it was shot no. in California no it was fucking but, yeah because uh, everybody has an Illinois accent in this movie but, yeah uh, yeah the main the, the main guy sounds like John Mulaney yeah he's from yeah but yeah. uh no um uh, do, you not, do you not think these beer cans, they reminded me of, I don't know if you've ever had these, but like uh, if you go to Asda or Tesco or wherever, we're not sponsored, and you get like the uh, like the own brand beer. Oh yeah, yeah, the cheap shit. It's just shape, a yeah. pure white can, it just goes, uh, you know, Asda premium lager or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever had those, but... Jesus Christ, you know you've reached a low, you've reached a low point. <laughs> but I have had... <laughs> Either you've reached a low point or your bank account has. I have, Either or. <laughs> I have had, uh, I believe it was Tesco's own brand, Gin. And it was just like in a white label. And it just went gin. What and the fuck? I opened it and it smelled like paint thinner. 
Well, most and, most uh, gin does, unless it's like like the higher end, like floral kind of stuff. See, I think gin smells kind of nice, but you know, this smells like it smells like drinking perfume. This smelled like turpentine, it, and like I I drank it, like I I drank it, and it worked. Let's put it that way. It worked. <laughs> Very rarely do you hear that in reference to a drink. It worked. Just, it worked. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, beer branded beer. He walks past this policeman who is played by the fucking fantastic John Vernon. Yes, this the immortal John Vernon. He, Anytime he is in something, you know he's going to be fucking good, and you know he's going to be grumpy as shit. Like, yeah, you'll, you'll you'll probably know him by looking at him from. Uh, I think his most famous role is of the dean from Animal House. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, he was also the mayor in Dirty Harry. Um, off the top of my head, he was also in Airplane Two. Um, I've not seen Airplane 2. Airplane 2 is quite fun. Uh, but he's had a... Because he has that smooth, silky voice, uh, he has had a fucking great career in animation. Oh, he's, yeah. yeah he's yeah. in Batman the Animated Series. Uh, yeah, he has quite a few roles in Batman yeah, the Animated he was, Series. Uh, he was Rupert Thorne, uh, if you remember him. He was in a shit ton of like yeah. the 90s Marvel cartoons as well. He, he voiced Doctor Doom in the Fantastic Four cartoon. Oh, mate. How fucking good was that cartoon, by the way? Mind that shit. It was pretty good. I like those 90s great. ones. Uh, yeah. The Hulk one, the Iron Man one was good. Silver Surfer was fun. A- X-Men, obviously. Spider-Man. Yeah. The rest of the movie is kind of hit or miss, but when they call back to that theme song in Multiverse of Madness, that's a fucking great moment, man. I haven't seen that yet. But a friend of the show also had a box set of the entirety of the, the X-Men cartoons, so you know I got fucked and just watched those for a while, so it was great. In this instance, I should say, fucked is being used oh, yeah, to mean I got absolutely shit <laughs> I got shit-faced, yes. He didn't shag were pal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, no. <laughs> no, because, yeah. Because we have we have figured out that some of you don't know what we mean when we say certain things. So we're we're slowly realizing that uh, certain colloquialisms do not extend outside the west of Scotland. <laughs> so hmm. so we feel the need to correct ourselves. No, I got shit faced and uh, and you know <laughs> watched watched X Men cartoons. That's a fucking great way to spend an evening. I was great. Yeah. yeah just... <laughs> watching Rogue do her thing like, I'm, pretty that's sure it was, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a copious amount of alcohol X-Men and fucking Nino Cooney so you know oh fuck that game <laughs> fuck that game it's, it's too fucking long it's too fucking long no it's only too long because I kept saying it took me like seven years to finish but you know yeah that and the fact that it's an RPG so it takes about fucking like two three hundred hours to beat the fucker yeah, that's true. But anyway, yeah, it's too long. Too anyway. long. Too big a game. Fuck that shit. Fucking Mooney, this police officer, John Vernon. So, yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, fuck this guy. And of course, we then get a bunch of horny teenagers at the top of the world. What is it which when he is, says, though? Uh, yeah. he's, he's on the radio. He's like, it's Friday night or Saturday or something. He's like, Friday night. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, it's quiet, but. Still the beginning, or something. Yeah, like the night's the night is young, <laughs> but on the top of the world, the the lovers' lane. Yeah, yeah. Where there's we... there's a place like that in Paisley. It's called the car park in the sky. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember where I used to live in Irvine? Yes. Right, so do you remember how there was a road that kind of just led up to a roundabout that led to nowhere because none of the houses have been built up there yet? Uh, those have been built now, by the way. I don't, I know, <laughs> but like, uh, but that roundabout used to be one of those as well. Oh, yeah. 
It was a dogging spot, right? We were trying. I was trying to be delicate, you prick. And if you don't know what a dogging spot is, consider yourself lucky. Let's move on. No, let's. No, we are not here to educate. No, if you don't know what a dogging spot is, sexual matters. Yeah, a dogging yes. spot is where two adults will go. Usually, two adults. I hope it's two adults. If it's and, not two uh, adults, then we're phoning the police. Yeah, and they'll go, they'll park their car, and uh, they will fuck. And in this instance, when I say fuck, I mean fuck. Yeah, they will fuck. They're, they're not making love, they're fucking. No. <laughs> no. So if you see a car up in one of these places Run. that has uh, steamy windows, and you're wondering why the fuck are they there, they're probably fucking. So, yeah. yeah. Having a grand old time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But they used to be up by the play park. Doing, the old, the, old uh, house. Yeah. Doing the old adjustable mattress mambo. Oh. <laughs> yeah doing the <laughs> Susan's anal bum party oh. <laughs> you need to explain that now to folk outside the UK right Susan Boyle uh, when she came out with her first album uh, after doing singer. after doing really well and mm. uh, was it Britain's Got Talent it she was, was on Britain's Got Talent yeah she done really well in Britain's Got Talent and then came out with her first album and she put up with and she wanted to advertise it with a hashtag on Twitter, and she the hashtag was Susan album. No, just Susan album party. Uh-huh. But the way hashtags and Twitter work is it all got merged into the one word, and it looks like Susan album party. Yeah. And <laughs> do you know how long ago that Sue's album party was? By the way, do you know how long ago that like, shit was? Well, like fifteen years. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. What yeah. about that time? Isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're old. <laughs> no, we're not. Fuck you. <laughs> You're older than me, dickhead. Get up, you. Yeah. I've like six months. Yeah, I've got half a year on you. See, I keep saying that to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, anyway. half a year on you. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> they actually asked me to stop doing that once. Oh, did they actually? <laughs> Uh, like you're getting an existential crisis, man. Shut the fuck up. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so now we enter the Terenzi brothers, mm-hmm. Rich and Paul. Uh, I don't have the names of the act- actors because I don't have the wee, uh, booklet. Which uh, fun fact: the Blu-ray release, at least the Arrow version, uh, comes with a wee information booklet that breaks down like the like producers, the main stars, us of the of the film itself. As well as a short article, I can't remember what magazine it was originally written for, or if it was indeed written for Arrow Video for this release, mm-hmm. uh, detailing like the release of this film, the lead up to it, uh, this idea of like the killer clown, yeah, how it the, started. And, I have the yeah. Terenzi brothers actors' names here. So uh, Rich Terenzi is Michael S. Siegel, mm-hmm. and uh, Paul Terenzi is uh, Peter Lacassi. So yes, and they actually toured as a vaudevillian comedy group, uh, Siegel and Lacassi. Lacassi, uh, go Italian, yeah. But you know, I I re- I I support any Italian, <laughs> unless it's wait Ber- a minute, wait unless, a minute. It, unless, it's Ber- <laughs> unless it's Berlusconi or I was gonna say Mussolini <laughs> or the current one. You might want to fucking take that back, big man. I support. I support. Well, well, no. Let's go. Let's go a bit more uh, racially here. I support the good ones, but <laughs> oh no, <laughs> the good Italians, the ones that uh, don't do fascism and just make good lasagna, you know. So, I can see these. So, your dad? Aye. <laughs> Don't do fascism and just make a shit hot lasagna. Aye. Aye. Italy, man. It's, it's good, but it's fucked. <laughs> see that bit anywhere, man. Aye. Scotland, it's good, but it's fucked. You can say that about this movie. It's good, but it's kind of fucked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for getting us back on topic. Yeah. 
So we then see the Terenzi brothers enter in their clown-themed ice cream truck with their mascot, Jojo the Ice Cream Clown. I thought this was a solid business strategy. But they just go up. <laughs> that is quite funny, the way they the way they do it. They literally go up there and say, we brought our goodies here for you, a tasty treat for while you screw. Yeah. <laughs> cool off those hot lips with our tasty. And he smacks the hood of the car. Frozen fruity bars, fudgy I mean, wudgy bars. So, so why do they all need to have a fucking A in them? But <laughs> but no, I thought this was a solid business strategy because you know you're fucking you're fucking in a car especially. Yes, yeah, so you're, you're get, very you're very warm. It's going to get warm in there. You know, blood sugar starting to run low. And you know they're at the lovers' lane, so it's probably fucking summer. So you know, yeah, it's going to get kind of warm and sticky in there. You're gonna need something to calm down. So <laughs> you know. It's kind of warm and sticky in there, so you come out and get something cold and sticky. Still balance it out, but keeping that, you know, keeping that energy going. Yeah, and, solid uh, <laughs> business plan, but they're they just get shit on. They get also, they get beer cans thrown at their skulls. I know, I know. It's also, fucking hilarious. There's a, there's a they also have a couple of lassies in the back of the van. <laughs> they're trying, like, they they're trying, they're trying to pump them, and they're, <laughs> they're just like, hey. You said we could have all the ice cream we could eat. You said nothing about parking. Those two lassies finesse they boys. I fucking salute those two, man. Uh, did you notice as well? There's a couple. Uh, there's a couple that are lying in a dinghy in the back of the car. Yeah, that's our main. Cu- that's our main couple. Oh right, well. That's Mike. That's Mike and Debbie. They're, they're, in a, they're in a fucking inflatable dinghy in the back of the car, using ever, the dinghy as a mattress. Have you ever fucked? Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever fucked in a dinghy? I was actually going to say, no. have you ever fucking slept in a dinghy? But uh, have, you ever, have you ever lain down in a dinghy? Uh, I've I've never laid in a dinghy. Right, it's fucking uncomfortable. But I. I have been capsized in a canoe. Yeah, well, but, you know, dinghies are uncomfortable. They are... It's not a good idea. What they are doing is just going to be horrible. They're going to have horrible back pain. It's like fucking on the stairs. Scoliosis. Here we go. Yeah, it's like fucking on the stairs. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it seems like a good idea in the movies and that. You actually attempt it. It's just... It's, it's shite. Her spine's going to crack. You try it's like Having sex in the stairs, it's fucked in so many levels. Right, let's. Is that a frenzy builder's joke? Eh? <laughs> I mean, I I don't think they were as blue as that, but you no, know, you get the general idea. Yeah, yeah. But no, solid business plan, uh, and they just get shot on for being entrepreneurs. So uh, everybody in this scene can go fuck themselves. Um, they don't have to. They've got <laughs> they're in lovers lane. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. But so our main character Mike lies in the back of his car on top of an catch, inflatable raft. Did you catch Mike's surname? Uh oh shit! What was it again? He's called Mike Tobacco. Yeah, Mike like, Tobacco. What the yeah. Fuck! <laughs> that's a great name. Michael Tobacco. Mike Tobacco. You know what that sounds like? Uh, Mantis Toboggan. <laughs> Mike Tobacco. It's, it's going to be very specific, but go on. Do you remember? Did you ever go to the bars growing up? Yeah, quite a few times. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the old guys that used to stand outside there going to Barca? Oh, uh, backy, 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 backy for sale. It's like I would uh, say bootleg tobacco. I don't know if that's the right term, but uh, yeah, stolen tobacco. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Either that, or it was ju- either that, or it was the the classic stock up in the duty free <laughs> <laughs> on your way home for holiday. I'm, Fuck off to the market two weeks later and I mean, pay for the holiday selling the cigars. I know the barras are still about, but I fucking miss the little barras. Like. Used to get some. Like you missed like going to the barras or just. No 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 the barras are still there. I just miss the old barras, like because you used well, to be able to. Where get... it was just fucking like shit hot deals and knife crime. 
Aye, shit, no, because you would go and there would be stalls, stalls of people selling pirate DVDs. You don't get that anymore. You Aye, because have... you can get it all online. You can I just torrent the shit. There's no point in it. But you would also have pirated video games as well, and you would be able to. You would be able Aye, to because buy. Aye, but now we've got like all that stuff like D- Aye, DRM and all that have shit. Stalls so. people selling fucking gigantic air rifles that actually looked like M16s and shit. Don't get those anymore. Don't get for good fucking reason. Uh, some kids got shot. I miss. So let's not I miss the bars. The bars was good. <laughs> then it became gentrified. <laughs> no, it didn't. There's it Nazi did. shit there now. Nazi shit's always been there. But the <laughs> no, it's no. Now we've got fancy Italian restaurants in there, and I like them. But you know, like I said, Nazi shit there. Now. <laughs> and you know, all these uh, artsy, shouldn't he places of like. Sprung up there now, and like you know, the bar still exists. You still you're, find some good stuff. You're you're giving some serious like fucking old man yell. I am an old man, Ben. Energy. Now. I am an old man. Oh, so it's all right when you say it. <laughs> yes. But when I say it, you get on it, mate, for being existential. Yes. But Dick. I'm a, I miss the bars. Uh, so the our main characters begin to make out under the stars when they spot a bright light crashing down to earth. We then cut to an old farmer type who mistakes the light for Haley's Comet mm. and sees it as a way to get rich quick and this... starts ranting and raving about, like, there's going to be hot dog stands, cotton candy stands, yeah. just, like, naming this, various different this concessions. Old guy, the guy that plays him, the actor that plays him has, like, the best name ever. His Go name on. Is Royal Dano. Royal Dano. Royal Dano. So and, do you uh, think he's, like, so is he, like, the monarch of, like, Paul, so do, like, does, like, Paul Dano have to, like... <laughs> well, no, Royal Dano. To, like, Royal bow Dano. To him. You're, you're, you joke. Royal Dano was actually the voice of Abraham Lincoln in the the Disney World Hall of Presidents. <laughs> so, Fuck off, for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I did. Uh, I looked him up a bit, right? And I thought this was hilarious. Um, just this one line. Let me just get it. Um, it's when he's talking to his dog, who's called Pooh Bear. No, no, no. It's it's just about Royal Dano himself. All right, um, okay. On Wikipedia, it says. Uh, in a career spanning 46 years, he's perhaps best known for playing cowboys, villains, and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> neither Abraham Lincoln, neither a cowboy nor a villain. <laughs> Royal Dano. He also kind of sounded like um, his voice, at least in this, kind of reminded me of, um, do you remember the beaver from Winnie the Pooh? Holy shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was... But I, he sounded like the beaver for Winnie the Pooh. But yeah, he's he's just playing this sort of stereotype old man hillbilly out in the woods, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, his dog looks like the fucking droopy dog from uh, Looney Tunes, you know. Oh dear, that dog. So, mate, do that again. Oh dear. That's fucking spot on, That's by the, the way. The only thing I can say about him. Oh, can you <laughs> not do the, the like the like the hoop framed Roger Rabbit stuff? Like your fl- like your floor, sir. Basically, when he gets to it, go on. Go I for haven't it. seen it in years. I don't know that one. I watched it recently. But anyway, uh... but so we then, so as the farmer makes his way over to Haley's comet, we then cut back to Mike and Debbie who argue about whether or not to go. Before he just Mike wants to get laid, you know. Before Mike eventually caves and is just like, so, "I okay, let's fucking go and check this shit out." I know you're trying to get laid, Mike, right? But when she says she wants to go to the woods to find shit. If you go to the woods to find shit... You might get laid. You might get laid. Yeah. <laughs> might take a little bit longer, but, you know, the end game's the same. Yeah. So, <laughs> just go. <laughs> Any holes are gold, big man. Let's fucking... <laughs> Within reason. So... <laughs> <laughs> fucking go. Aye. 
So, uh, back to the farmer. I can't believe I just fucking said that. Any holes to go? Fucking. Oh, I, I love and hate that phrase at the same time. I hate people who use it sincerely, and I love how funny it sounds. <laughs> so we go back to the farmer who finds a massive fuck off circus tent mm-hmm. where he expected the comet to be. He's not uh, deterred, though, in any way, shape, or form. He says, I love the circus. Maybe we can get him some free passes, he says to his dog, Pooh. The pair walk around the outside of the tent, trying to find a way in, at which point a hole opens in the side of the tent. Right. uh, And we get a a good fucking look at the clown. A couple of things, right? Yeah. Um, This is something I miss in movies, because you don't get it so often now, because a lot of movies will film on location now. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, a film of this calibre, they're shooting in the woods. Is clearly not the woods. Well, yeah, yeah. Especially like where they have the big circus tent and then there's trees surrounding it. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like when they there's walk like some right map paintings close. of the woods in the no, back. No, no, I mean like, like when they're walking right up close to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's very clearly it's, it's like... It's on just, a set, right? It's very clearly someone's just thrown some dirt on top of plywood yeah. and went, that'll do. Yeah, I, I miss <laughs> like fake forests in movies. Like, yeah, just yeah, fake they outdoors. always look great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that That's just a, a little tidbit. It's a very classic look, isn't it? The fake outdoors. That's what made those... specific thing to it. Yeah, that's what made those. Uh, that's what gave those um, Vincent Price, Roger Corman movies a lot of, a lot of their charm. Yeah, a lot of charm and atmosphere was you know, fake shit. Aye. But uh, have you ever? Did this ever happen to you? Um, I, don't know, I don't think it would, because I was trying to think. I was like, when you lived in Paisley. Yes. Right, uh, were you? Was your flat ever near the circus? No, no, I was right town. by. No, I was right by so, the. I was right by the town centre. Yeah, because I was thinking, I was like looking out like your window, was, you just saw the flats, didn't you? But like, yeah, yeah, um, we went really anywhere. Yeah. Where where I lived remote. in Glasgow, um, across the road was the park, right? Yeah, yeah. So we so every year we would get. Uh, I don't know what circus it was, but the circus would come to town and it would it was it would set up in in Alexandra Park. And if you looked outside my window at that point in time, when the when it was dark, all you would see is just a circus tent, <laughs> and you would hear the music as well. It was kind of that must have fucked you up on the odd occasion. No, because I knew it was there, but um, it was fine. But uh, you know, occasionally you'd forget, and you'd just look out the window and be like, "Oh, the circus is in town." Oh yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I remember why that's there. Or or you know, it was it was more it was more like uh, I would come home. And then I would, it would be at night and I didn't know the circus was there. That's how I would know the circus is there. Because yeah, I, yeah. you know, I would just look out the window and obviously it's a big fuck-off circus tent. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like you wouldn't see posters telling you the circus in town. You would see the circus telling you. <laughs> yeah, well, he always saw posters for the circus, but he never gave... Yeah, whether it was in town or not, the posters yeah, were there. Yeah. Nikon never took them down. But no, this is, this is where a memory in my, in my head came from right so yeah i had always assumed that i had never watched this movie right ah you, you'd mentioned that yeah. yeah i had seen clips of it here and there because as i mentioned before you know other various people i watch have talked about this movie but uh it was at this point when i was watching the movie i was like hang on i've seen this i haven't seen the full thing i have seen up to this point right and i mean I suppose we can get to it here, but the old man and the dog, they go up to the tent. Yeah, and at first, when they're walking outside the tent, you see like a silhouette of one of the clowns Yeah, cast on the, the tent itself. And then, eventually, the old man walks ahead of the dog a little bit. The dog's mm-hmm. still sniffing at the tent. 
a hole opens up in the tent and we get our first look just at the this, face of one of the clowns. Just this grotesque mass of, you know, clown makeup and fat rolls. <laughs> like, like just <laughs> coming out of this, uh, coming out of this spaceship tent with a net and taking the dog, right? And this movie used to be on uh, streaming. Netflix. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain that during the lockdown, when I was in the midst of my uh, greenouts, my, my <laughs> instead of blackouts, greenouts, instead of my green days, uh, my degenerate days, I'm fairly certain yes. I put this movie on thinking, oh, it's an 80s horror movie, I can watch this while you're, uh, you're, you're fear and loathing in Clyde Bank days. <laughs> You know, I never went to Clydebank. I was only in Clydebank once. I only, I've only i only ever been to Clydebank twice in my life. Both times I was in the Golden Jubilee Hospital. I've only been to Clydebank once. Yeah. And I was sober as a fucking priest. And, uh, Please tell me you weren't doing other things as a I priest. Was actually in the, I was actually at the, the Radio Clyde Studios. Clyde 1? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck were you doing there? Because it was when I was doing um, radio production. For City of Glasgow. Oh yeah, when we you were doing the broadcasting yeah, stuff. We, we yeah, we went there just to. Oh, is it like a field trip kind of thing? Or like... Yeah. You know, there's a swimming pool in that building. What the fuck? It's because it used to be a the the studio building used to be a fire station. So they would have a swimming pool there. Oh yeah, to like, yeah, to yeah. do like drills. Yeah, or just exercise, you know. And uh, but yeah, we went in there. We listened in on some of the people doing a show. It was interesting. I never listened to quite one of them since <laughs> but you know it was it was you're fun. not missing much but yeah that's the only time i've ever been to Clyde Bank. but yeah during my uh during my degenerate days yeah i put this movie on thinking it's an 80s horror movie it's gonna be like i don't know i knew it was gonna be slightly tongue-in-cheek so i thought so i i, I remember thinking it will probably be on the levels of uh jason lives you know that sort of level yeah okay. i can watch this while baked which one was jason lives again part six so right it's the one where he comes back as a zombie so cool. uh, I yeah. was so you know I put this on thinking this will be an easy watch while I'm baked. I was too high. The clown comes out and I'm looking at it and I'm just thinking, nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, can't handle this right now. Not not today. At, at least you had the presence of mind to do that and you weren't just paralysed with fear. Like, Wasn't that I was scared? I was just looking at it. and I was like, ah, oh, I can't be fucked with this today. So <laughs> so I turned it off. So I turned it off. And I'm fairly certain I just put on, like, a, a marathon of, like, ancient aliens. So, you know, <laughs> what 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 did me better? I don't know. <laughs> but that's, that's, so I had seen up to this point, and all those memories came flooding back, and it was uh, quite disconcerting. But, yeah, the dog gets taken, the farmer tries to get back, tries to get the dog back, and it touches the, the what would you call that? The... No, so what he does is he notices that his dog has been taken yeah and he assumes that there was something in the tent that took it right yeah <laughs> and he goes going on here. <laughs> fucking ape shit he starts screaming shaking his fist at the air going i'm gonna tear this place to the ground he my sounds like hands. that he genuinely sounds like that he does with my bare hands he does he sounds kind of like rip torn a little bit uh that's a fucking great name by the way <laughs> yeah rip torn and he then grabs onto what looks like a rope to like pull it down. It looks like like a kind of support rope for like the tent. He actually points this, and out then when gets he walks electrocuted. Up. He's like, I've never seen one of these before because it's it looks like a you know like a electrical cable, but you know, yeah, he touches it and he gets electrocuted. And but the electrocution doesn't kill him; it sends him to the ground. Yeah, and it's here that we get our first full look 
at one of the clowns, and by God, they look fucking awesome. The clowns do look good. I will, I will give it. I will give this that. The design by uh, the Kyoto Brothers mm. is fucking phenomenal. Like, I don't think this film would be anywhere near as successful as it has been. If I don't not think for it's just. I don't think it's the just the look of the clowns. I think what really sent this movie the over. Is, no, no, no. Um, so you could have the clowns look the way they do, and if their faces were just static. That would be shit, right? Oh, this movie, the animatronic stuff and the way they but, move. But, you know, their yeah. eyes, they blink, their ears move, their mouths move, all that good shit, right? Yeah. And it looks pretty It looks pretty good for yeah, a animatron- really low-budget movie from the 80s, you know? That's why I thought the budget was much higher, because the animatronic work in these guys' faces, like, it is... It's uh, it's it's no cheap. It's fucking good stuff. Because uh, let's, let's, let's be real here, right? 80s low-budget horror movies that, you know, featured a lot of rubber monsters, right? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you can love the movies all you want, right? But the monsters look shit. Sometimes the monsters do look shit. Like, uh, the perfect example would be... Well, not the perfect example, but uh, the Kyoto Brothers... A good the, example. The Kyoto Brothers, the uh, movie that they worked on was Critters, right? Critters is a good movie. But if you actually look at the Critters, they don't look that great, right? Yeah, they fucking do. They look awesome. They look fine, right? In motion, they look stupid as fuck, but yeah. they're great. But I think the only reason that it gets a pass is because they're small, right? So they're, they're not, like... Yeah, if you scaled that up, then, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they look better in other movies because they get... Well, they get the upgraded. Second one, the second one, they get a bit of a bigger budget. But then they just go straight to DVD, so who gives a shit? But, um, yeah. but yeah, Ghoulies, right? Other Another low-budget horror franchise. The Ghoulies look like shit. They, they, although that that's to their credit because they do, do like a kill where there's a ghoulie in the toilet yeah, fucking, yeah but. so they kind of I feel like they were maybe a little bit aware of the fact that they looked like shit considering they put one in a fucking loo you know what it doesn't happen in the first movie it's just on the poster isn't it two or three I think it's the second one I've only seen yeah. the first one so I can't say but uh, but yeah they don't and, get much better no, and, uh, <laughs> they no. Really don't. and this movie uh, manages to avoid all that even with its low budget, uh, low. To be fair, it had a higher budget than the Ghoulies, but you know. Aye, but still low considering, like low for, even the, time. for the time it came out. This was what ninety two. It came out eighty eight. No, this came out. This came out after no, it. Eighty eight. This was nineteen eighty eight. This is pre it. Then pre TV version, yeah. Yeah. Wow. The book cool. came out earlier but yeah, oh, yeah the book came out fucking like early 80s but yeah this but, yeah. is yeah this is 88 and for the time the clowns look fucking class I quite like the design of the clowns it's fucking phenomenal I like all of them there isn't one that I yeah, look there at isn't, there isn't a single clown design in this that you look at and go that was a bit shite you know like I mean there's there's ones that have more effort put into them yeah there's there's, there's, there's a part at the end where there's a shit ton of clowns and you look at some of them and they're like ah okay well okay know. yeah but they still look good it's like the later Planet of the Apes movies where like the original Planet of the Apes movies where they had you know the main cast you know they're all in their ape makeup and the other ones are just masks yeah 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 it's, <laughs> so, it's a similar you know, kind of setup it's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of similar but, like, but you have like your main clowns like the named ones basically are all fucking fantastic was the small clown a child or like who played them was it a child or yeah, a little person I couldn't tell you hmm. honestly couldn't tell you hmm. okay I, I kind of hope it wasn't a child I can't because, it was actually because that would be funny. Yeah, it'd be funny, but also like the shit that Shorty does in this movie. It would be great to, it would be great to play that as a child. Imagine the fun you'd have. Yeah, true. So anyway, as we're saying, the 
the makeup for the clowns throughout this is fucking phenomenal and hats Ooh. off to the Kyoto brothers for designing How such an see? awesome villain. How did the actors see in these outfits that they... I'm assuming it was either through the mouth or if they were like tall enough there would be like maybe like it was like maybe it was like a bit maybe it's like a, I, maybe it's like a Godzilla situation where like part of it's like mm. mesh like a bit in the chest is like kind of like a mesh material that they can see through yeah or something like that I don't know because it was clear that some of them couldn't see what they were doing oh yeah that's that's very clear like when they're getting out of the clown car yeah the yeah the end. Them, you see some of them are like kind of stumbling and like what the fuck am I doing yeah <laughs> but, uh, so we're introduced to the clowns they got out and the clown shoots our farmer friend with a very colourful gun and we then cut to the very police station sudden, it's a very sudden cut after you get shot as well yeah it's like I thought I was, a smash cut yeah I thought I was getting like a, a censored version of it or something I wasn't expecting like blood and gore or anything like that but uh, you're expecting like a reaction to getting shot but then you just get like <laughs> it's yeah, like just, one frame of a gunshot and then like he gets shot he turns red and then <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> him so we then see Kurt Mooney our favourite police officer Kurt Mooney would be me if I was a cop to be honest you might want to take that back Uh, he brings in a couple of street punks for drinking on the street cue some good old police brutality as he proceeds to kick fuck at the pair of them do you want to retire to your earlier statement big man what just a drunk guy doesn't give a fuck anymore that openly assaults people meh meh Fine, I'm everything that Mooney does without assaulting people. So just drinking and being a crotchety old bastard? Yes. You're that now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although I haven't resorted to hiding any bottles of Jack Daniels in a drawer and drinking it from a paper cup, because fuck that. Aye, that's grim, isn't it? The worst drink I've ever had, right? I have two worst drinks I've ever had. Go on. Number two, right? Is uh, I was at a friend's house. Okay. They were drinking Baileys. The Baileys okay. had been the Baileys had been out the night before. Did you drink Baileys from a shoe? <laughs> no, <laughs> but the Baileys had been out the night before, right? So yeah. I was sitting in the living room, and it was summer, right? Oh no! So room temperature Baileys, and they had forgot to put it back in the fridge. They'd so I had gone so I off had, Baileys. No, it hadn't gone off. It was just room temperature. So I had room temperature Baileys in the summer. That's minging. It was pretty bad. So, uh, but the worst drink I've ever had, I was at, and I can say the bar's name because it's been shut down now. I was at the uh, 13th Note in Glasgow. Right. In the downstairs bit where they have all their little shitty wee gigs. This was the last gig I saw before the lockdowns happened, so it was particularly painful. The gigs aren't um, they shitty in there? They had some pretty good gigs in the 13th Note. This gig was shit. It was shit. a good venue. This gig was shit. Right. It was yeah. bad. <laughs> but, um, but I'm down there and uh, I ordered a Guinness. They gave me a Guinness in a plastic cup. Oh no. And it was warm. So I'm sitting there thinking warm guinness in a plastic cup yeah why would you do this what a fucking waste i did have a cold guinness in a plastic cup not that long ago though and that was fine but you know so it's more the fact that it was warm than the fact that it was in the wrong glass yeah but i'd rather have it in a glass you know yeah because it has to be yeah you need need to appreciate the damage as well i mean i'm saying i'm saying the the cold guinness in a plastic cup was fine wasn't good it was fine. It was a serviceable Guinness. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Fine. <laughs> I, I honestly, I can't wait until the day, because this is going to happen eventually. I'm going to go to Dublin and I'm going to fucking try proper, like, mm-hmm. 
like proper Irish Guinness. And you see what they do with Guinness now? They have the, those machines that like, kind of like the you know, if you like order, the old nitro surges. Yeah. No, 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 I mean like you see it. You know how if you order like a cappuccino or something, a coffee with like foam on the top, you can get like a little picture on it. Yeah, yeah, they have they machines that, that can do that. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they've been doing that for years they do like I, a little uh, logo on the foam yeah alright okay I, I only saw there's it there's a fucking joke about it in uh, in Peep Show I didn't watch Peep Show for the jokes I was watching it because I was high but you know it was background noise Ben background noise sometimes you need that fair so Dave interrupts uh, Mooney before it gets too bad Dave then straight up threatens Kurt that if he beats up any more people then he'll lose his job mm-hmm Mooney responds by effectively drinking. telling him to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, there's a line that uh, Mooney says later on where uh, he does actually say fuck off, uh, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, what was it? I can't remember. Oh, no, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. But no, these two these two guys, is he, are these the two guys that were just drinking wine in the park or something? Yeah, they were just drinking wine in the park on their way to the dorm room. <laughs> uh, of course, the, like, the wee goth kids are drinking wine, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Fiverr says it was Buckfast. No, or Eldorado. It won't be Buckfast, it'll be uh, Jacob's Creek. Because that's the cheap shit. Cause no, because these are goths, right? Oh, yeah, okay. These are goths, they're going to be drinking wine. They're skint goths. Ah, so they're going to yeah. be drinking, like, Jacob's Creek or, um... Well, what was the other one? I can't remember, but I used to drink stuff like that, so... Yeah. <laughs> do you think they were a white man or a red wine man or a rosé? What do you think they were? See that? <laughs> I know, I know. How I the way you weird. started that, you think they were white men? I know they were. I watched the fucking film. Well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> they were goth. They were goths. What, 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 what sort of wine do you think the, these goths are drinking? I think red wine because they're mm, goths and mm. they want to do the whole like vampire thing. Same, but right, they were kind of upbeat for goths, right? I think they were rosé, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think they were yeah. rosé guys. Rosé is quite good. I do like a good rosé. Rosé is quite good. You know what's you know one of my one of my happiest film related memories is watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time with a bottle of rosé and a bar of chocolate. It was fucking glorious. Did you go for the entire bottle of wine with all three movies. I between all three movies we went through multiple bottles of wine. Oh, right. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say a single bar of chocolate for all three movies. No, it was like it was like a big fucking it was right, like one okay. of the like shader bar things, right, you know, like okay. that we split. Up. All right, that's fine. It wasn't like a wee fucking fun size Mars bar or something like that. It was a big fuck. Other chocolates are available. Mm. Uh, you know, it was one of the big fuckers that you share it. That well, you say it's a shader, and then you sit down and eat the food thing, and you fucking hate yourself for five minutes, and then you move on. Aye, whoever took a bag of Doritos and was like, "This is a family sharing bag," and just ate it by themselves. Who are they kidding? That it's a family sharing bag. Fuck off. Don't shame me. Family of one. <laughs> me. I'm all the family I need. I am my own family. <laughs> so we then, after all this, we cut back to uh, Mike and Debbie as they find the circus tent mm-hmm. and the roles are now switched as as Debbie is sensing like something is seriously fucking wrong here. And Mike is just like, no, come on, this is so fucking cool. Come He's, apparently Mike is like a proper, like... I don't know what you call like a uh, fucking like a circus nut. I suppose you would have to call it. Circophile. That sounds like something else. Yeah, I know, but yeah. it's, it's as close as we'll get. I know, but you know, just because has the word file on it doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. Like, yeah, like filing cabinet. Yeah, Anglophiles, all these sort of things. The Americans. Yeah, francophile. Like, yeah, yeah. He's a circophile. Yeah, necrophile. 
Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, just like like filing cabinets, but we deep cunts in them. Uh, anyway, <laughs> necrophiles. Um, it's just a coroner's report. <laughs> These are the necrophiles. Do you think that's pornography for necrophiles? Do they just reading through them, just being like, oh, I only read them for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> coroner's report or playboys for necrophiles yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they do that they're kidding on the true crime fans like I'm just oh no I'm just reading it for you know I'm, I'm, I'm really into fucking true crime that's oh, why that's I'm reading that's a nice this, neck slip mm. <laughs> 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 oh oh this one drowned ooh inflation <laughs> ooh water cooled <laughs> <laughs> like it's a fucking computer. <laughs> oh fucking hell! This this fucking episode's all over the place. <laughs> so Mike then is kind of a bit of an asshole here. We're like Debbie's like, nah, I want to stay. Fuck you. We're not. I want to go. We're going. Fuck this. It's an eighties so horror movie. Mike replies, well, wait for it though. Would you be more scared if you came with me or if I left you here? <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. That's uh, that's not just, like, 80s horror protagonist asshole. That's just straight-up prick. Like, that is... Mm. <laughs> She's basically like, yeah, sure, you can go back through the woods on your own. <laughs> <laughs> or you can come with me into this place that you definitely do not want to fucking go. Yeah, the movie has to progress somehow, you know? Yeah, but Mike's a prick. Yeah, he is, but... but oh, right, the, the set design here is fucking great. But oh, like, yeah, as they start going through, like, like, the circus tent, it looks like kind of like a fun house. It does, but it also looks like, uh, you know, if you look up just liminal horror on, like, fucking well, YouTube. Well, like, fucking or, back rooms pish. Yeah, like, it does look like one of those places, uh, so, you know. <laughs> I, I, I can't be fucked with all that shit. See, I, I, I've said this before, I will watch, like, an hour-long fucking video essay on that shit just to understand what everybody's talking about, but I don't get it, you know. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not scared by an empty fucking... McDonald's play area, you know. So <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with these people. <laughs> I think the best example of I I think liminal space it's like that is only works if there's something else in it, like you know, like some kind of fucking can like that's the thing, can like how PT worked. Do you yeah, remember that's that? Like yeah, that's, that's that's a cool use of liminal space. Thing, and, like though, the, the looping hallway. Add, if you add something else in it, you're ruining what is so great about liminal space type horror stuff. I I just don't get it. Why? But, I don't know. I just don't get it. But like, I try to understand. But it. that's like what makes it work better. Is the idea that, that's like you're trapped in there with I no think, escape from the I fucking. I think what I think it stuff. is. I think it's that there's some implied horror in there, not that there actually is something in there. It's implied, which I can get behind. But like, you know, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, you can only take that so far before exactly. it's just boring. Exactly, but you know, a bunch of who am I to argue a bunch of fifteen-year-olds that are scared by like, you know a fucking arcade room, but you know, or an empty living room. Who am I to argue against the hordes of internet fiends? But whatever. Liminal I've space. never felt older than I do now talking yeah. about liminal space and why yeah. people are scared of it. Yeah, people are scared of like moldy wallpaper. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, but then if you to- if you were to tell these same people the shit that we were scared of when we were kids, like fucking like zombies and shit like that, they'd be like, well, what the fuck, that's fucking cringe. <laughs> people, what were you scared of growing up in Irvine? Well, we had a rapist out in the fucking woods. For a bit, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there was that. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we, you know, the threat of global thermal nuclear war was hanging over our heads for a little bit. That was kind of... <laughs> 
We you had know. somebody behead somebody in fucking in the scheme. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. Somebody <laughs> got set in fire. Uh, oh, that was, uh... oh, but you're scared of a little bit of fucking mouldy carpet. You know, we, we can't. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> These people are gonna move into a council house and shit themselves. Well, you're scared of fluorescent <laughs> lighting. Oh. <laughs> We lived in it! <laughs> we, you lived in a fucking light tube? <laughs> School. Yeah, true. Uh, but, you know, whatever. God, those those lights can't have been healthy, man. They're, like, so fucking bright, man. Oh, no, no. no. That, must, that must have, like, fucked up our eyesight. Probably. I don't give people migraines. Yeah. But but whatever. Yeah, the set design looks pretty cool, but you know, all these liberal yeah, horror Mike babies. Mike starts having an absolute fucking blast as well when he's going through it, he starts doing like a kinda like an announcer thing. Some of the shit he says kinda fucked up. But it was uh, actually, I mean. Like he goes it kinda goes off he goes off in a rant and at first it starts out kinda fine. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, right, fair enough. Come through come see, you know, Gumbo the toothless elephant. That made me laugh. <laughs> the perfect Yeah, the but, perfect date. What no, 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 no. That's, no, no, that's no, no, fucked. No, but that uh, led me to sit there. I was like, is Mike a bisexual man? Cause he's... The perfect double date, he says. Oh, did he say the perfect double date? Yes. I missed the double live. I thought he just said the perfect date. So there's date. a line where he says, come see the, what is it? Like, the glow's like, half man, half woman, the perfect double date. Oh, right. Is that I thought he literally just said the perfect yeah. date. So I was like, oh, Mike. And then he, <laughs> he says another one that's like, the bulimic wonder, watch her binge and purge to your heart's content. It's like, Mike, you're a bit of a fucking sicko, aren't you? <laughs> oh, Mike's just... Uh, you're, you're a bit of a worst cunt here. Mike, uh, Mike was just uh, confessing that to... Uh, what's, what's the girl's name in this? Debbie. Mike was just confessing to Debbie that sometimes she just wants a bit of dick, so, you know. Uh. <laughs> so does she, but... They're not going to get it in this fucking spacecraft, so... Oh, well. <laughs> Fuck's sake. So, yeah, we get some awesome map paintings throughout as well to really oh, yeah, display the scale like the, and to, yeah. like, the kind of... The, what I assume is, like, the generator room. It's a lightning room, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and the pair quickly come to realise that this is not a circus tent. Uh, the pair then enter the cotton candy storage room, know, which is might, fairly sparse still, at this no, point. No, Mike's still convinced this is a circus tent. Really. No, no, he doesn't think it's a circus tent. He later thinks it's a cotton candy factory. Wait, he's, he's, he's not, not convinced that it's a spaceship. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's in. I think he's just searching for answers. But, like, you could, yeah. if theoretically, you could go into the lightning room and look at this dark pit and be like, it's just a smoke and Just mirrors. an attraction, yeah. Smoke and, smoke and mirrors thing, yeah. yeah. And then they go into the, the cotton candy room, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, for now, it's fairly sparse, you know, it's pretty much only the bottom floor has, like, candy hanging. Never liked cotton candy. See, I, I always thought it was weird the way that you like you take a bite and you put it in your mouth and it's just fucking gone. Like that always annoyed me. It was always very sticky as well. I don't like it. I like proper like fucking gets all over your horns and no, it's, it's just it's shit. <laughs> it leaves that mad residue all over mm. your fingers as well. That kind of it's not quite sticky, but it's no like it's fucking it's shite. Aye. It's but, like when you it's like when you spill um like fizzy drink on your hand. Yeah, yeah, it's that same kind of thing where it's like that kind of sugary syrup stuck to you. Yeah. Uh, so Mike rips a piece of cotton candy to prove that there's absolutely nothing wrong and instead proves the opposite, revealing a bloody face. He knows who it is as well. He says their name. I can't remember who it is. He's like, oh God, it's Brian. Joe Lombardo. It's Joe Lombardo. Yeah. Isn't Joe Lombardo a... Isn't Joe Lombardo like a famous like NFL player from like the 80s? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure he is. I don't know. But anyway... 
But uh, we then get one of the clowns coming in who hangs up a cotton candy cocoon and then starts working what appears to be some kind of like control console, but there's like popcorn busting at the front and there's like all sorts of colourful levers and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The pair are then discovered by a, the clown. We get a very short chase scene. Yeah, can I just say, right, the doors to these rooms are the most impractical fucking things. Oh, yeah, the fucking spinning things. They're yeah. a space-faring race. They would figure out that doors are just best when you can open them and close them like any other door. No, these open fucking up. Fucking revolving. Yeah, and you have to stand there until it's the same... Uh, how do I describe this? It's the same just door, but it just revolves, you know? And like, yeah, so like if one side of the corridor is open, the other side's shut, and then it turns, yeah. the door turns to shut, like the other side, just and have, open the next if one. If you're going to have fancy doors in a spaceship, just have Star Trek doors. Just, just the two bits of paper. Fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And two stagehands on either side, you're going. <laughs> <laughs> but is yeah. that the sound they made? They went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if they didn't like you, they would just shut them on you. But yeah, you know. <laughs> So the clown then fires a popcorn, a pop got a popcorn. Help me, a popcorn gun. Thank you. That was the most expensive it, uh, prop used in this movie. Really? Uh huh. It cost seven thousand dollars to make, and it took six weeks to build. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because it actually did fire popcorn. They had all. Oh, the, did it? Yeah, it had all the stuff. Oh, the bits and it was basically just a massive tatty gun. Essentially, yeah. So why but, the fuck did it cost them seven grand? Because it has all the design shit in it. Oh yeah, but I do wonder though what the actual purpose of this gun is because we find out later that the what popcorn, the popcorn is, yeah, yeah. So, is this popcorn going to kill people as soon as it hits them? <laughs> with if you fire it from the gun, or are they just firing at them and hoping that it will stay on their clothes long enough for the the fucking popcorn to do its its deeds? Yeah, like, I don't know. Well, we see later on like the the popcorn act much faster. So what I'm assuming is this is was like fresh popcorn, so it couldn't like I don't know hatch. I suppose. Hmm, maybe. In time, I don't fucking know. Is this also where uh, the aliens, uh, the clowns, do their uh, their uh, balloon animal? Yes, the so one of the clowns then creates a balloon sniffer dog oh, uh, to track down Mike and Debbie. I love that shit. Mm. <laughs> it's so good. It's got like the spike collar around its neck and all that stuff. It's it's such a fun visual. Uh, they do manage to get back to their car and they wasn't run over one of the clowns to give us a glorious close up. Wasn't made out of balloons. What was it made out of? Latex. Oh. So it wouldn't pop. So it wouldn't pop in, in case it like, walked on something. Fair. It walked in something as though it's fucking real, as though it's not just a guy with a stick going fucking. It was real. <laughs> I it saw it in the movie. It was real to me. It, it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> so. Oh, hold on, where about it? Right, so they managed to get back to the car and they run over one of the clowns and give us a glorious close up of this thing's face. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it looks kind of wet almost. Like it's this weird fucking like. <laughs> it looks so good and so disgusting and I do like perfect. My, I do like wet rubber monsters. They're they're pretty fun. Sounds like a band, doesn't it? Wet, wet rubber monsters. monsters. The best wet rubber monster movie is uh, From Beyond, specifically for wet rubber monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> I don't. Would you would you count the would you count the tar zombie from Return of the Living Dead as a wet rubber monster? Yeah, I've never seen Return of the Living Dead, so I don't know. I feel like that could kind of maybe. Maybe, Maybe if I saw it. the movie. I have, I have the movie, I just haven't watched it. It's a good one. So, they then appear eventually escape as the clowns gather together and march on the town to an absolute banger of a soundtrack. The, the clowns themselves have their own theme outside of the movie's theme. Yeah. And it is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. 
It's guitar synth. It's essentially what Iron Maiden were doing in the late 80s. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> Something in time era Iron Maiden. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. the two arrive at the police station and Debbie runs into Dave mm-hmm. to explain the situation. Naturally, they sound completely fucking insane. Uh, she crashes into his car as well yeah yeah uh, <laughs> Mooney's somewhat sceptical and thinks that it's a prank as he walks into the room say, and has the best line in the movie killer clowns from outer space he just says the title yeah. Yeah. I love that shit I saw Mooney recognises Mike as a friend of the Terenzi brothers and writes off their story as a scheme to sell ice cream from their ca- clown themed truck which I mean <laughs> considering the two are saying that people are dead the only way to save yourself from death is to have a fudgesicle. Yeah, like, <laughs> not the best fucking advert, I think. Like, yeah, <laughs> people are being killed by, a color, by like, color clowns from outer space, by the way. Would you like an ice pop? If you like, sharpen this rocket pop, you can stab them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing that can defeat the aliens is chalk ice. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, but Mooney, Mooney's been drinking, so... You know, yeah, fair. His logic isn't sound. So, nevertheless, despite his protestations, Dave inevitably ends up taking Mike and Debbie out to investigate what's going on. He's like, you in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while back. Mooney shouts after them, go ahead, Dave, make a dummy out of yourself, but you're not going to make a dummy out of me. Foreshadowing. Yay. We'd have like a little button that we can press whenever there's foreshadowing. I'm not buying a fucking soundboard. Uh-huh. It'd be funny. Yeah, but it's... Uh... I'm going to end up buying a fucking soundboard at some point, aren't I? <laughs> Foreshadowing. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's just like, it's the fucking, it's the, it's the Wayne's world, like, diddly, diddly, diddly. <laughs> or like the Batman, the 60s Batman show. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. That's better, yeah. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Diddly, <laughs> well, yeah. So, meanwhile, we then cut to... We get a few of these throughout the movie, I'll just say now, because if I were to mention all of these as they happen, we'd be here all fucking day. Let's put it but this throughout way. the movie, there's a bunch of different little vignettes of mm-hmm. the clowns causing havoc throughout the town. The first of which is a puppet show in a gazebo, in which they do like a wee punch and judy kind of routine. Do you think this guy looked a bit like James Spader? A lot like James Spader. Yeah. He uh, like, which uh, ends with the... Which ends with the clown kind of jumping up from the wee puppet booth and shooting the guy, turning him into a cotton candy cocoon. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. But uh, yeah, this movie doesn't have a lot of plot. So in order to uh, uh, stretch out the runtime... Yeah, they just have like yeah. the clowns just it feels doing like clown shit. Just, yeah, it feels like they're just like, what can we have the clowns do? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like in Gremlins, where they just have them... Yeah, they just have shit. them like just yeah. going ape shit. Yeah. Aye. So there's a few ones throughout there. Some of note is a pizza delivery. I thought there was, this one was pretty good. Which they open up, up so and the woman has the weirdest reaction to pizza in the fucking world. Oh, pizza. Yeah, like she's just like, oh, pizza. As though she's, like, who the fuck is that pissed off that pizza's at the door? Like, come on, you fuck. Just take the pizza and run away at hen. Come on, enjoy yourself. Treat yourself. Although maybe don't, because the box opens and out pops shorty uh, and shoots the woman turning her into a cocoon. Yeah, yeah. And, so uh, while this is all, the, a lot of these people are actually quite uh, pleasantly surprised to see clowns. I have never been pleasantly surprised to see a clown. I have, but not a clown that looks like this. Do you remember like, like, these fuckers look 
evil and horrible. So why the fuck would you be happy to see these dicks? Can you imagine if this happened over here, though? I mean, I know where we had the... Little... We, we did have that during, like, did when was it? it? Like, 2019, 2018? Wasn't it just before it came out? Fuck, no, it was. Yeah, it was as far back as that, so it would have been about, what, 2017, 2016? Yeah, like that, but do you remember seeing those videos that was, um, of these wee, it was some of the Scottish clowns, there was one, I, I want to say it was either in Glasgow, it was in one of three places, it was either in Glasgow, uh, Airdrie, or Wishaw, right? And it was like these wee kids out in the for- out in the woods and they see like some guy dressed up as a killer clown. Then the next video was them just getting high with them. Have you not seen that? It's like a little, t- it was like literally like a vine or something. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> You're just getting high with them, like smoking out of like a fucking uh, Evian water ball or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh. So while this is all going on, Dave takes Debbie home before going to investigate the scene. Uh, Debbie protests as to this and basically asks to go outside and have a word with Mike in private. She said is she's going to follow them up there once you leave, which leads to probably my favourite line from Mike. Mm-hmm. It's just, you're going to follow us up there, Debbie. I don't even want to go up there. <laughs> it's just a very real character moment. Like, as we've said earlier, the acting in this film, it feels... To me, I think it's purposefully off-kilter and purposefully I don't think it was, bad. I do not think it was purposefully Because of how heavily this film is inspired by, like, B-movies of its time, like, you know, like, Creature of the Black Lagoon, you I know, know, it I came know. from, you know, the fucking, the computer wore tennis shoes and all this fucking shit, I right? I know all there these, is like, that excuse, but, like, you know, I don't think it was purposely bad, because if you look at what these people have done since then, it's fuck all. Like, nothing. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily it mean It means that they're they not good to get hired anywhere. But also, or it means that they just want, or that they just also, done this film and fucked off. The cast of most of the cast of Basket Case didn't do anything else either. The original and film, they're pretty bad at and they're pretty, yeah, no, they're pretty fucking good. I thought they were pretty the original bad. film, they're all pretty fucking great. No, Dwayne's pretty bad. But anyway, um, also the the whole uh, this was a throwback to nineteen fifties B movies. I when I was doing my research for this, right? Yes, a lot of those claims only happened after the movie came out. I never saw any of those before, like when they were making it. You know, because you'd always have at the time, whenever a movie like this was getting made to hype it up, there would always yeah, be Fangoria. Would, yeah, there would always be there something was none in there. Of that. Yeah. There was none of that saying that. I think this was one of these movies that came out. People were like, "Oh yeah, the acting's bad because it looks like one of these nineteen fifties B movies." I think they just kind of took that and ran with it, because it wasn't their original intention. I think they tried to make this like. Cause to me Do you as think well, it was a cover-up for uh, how bad the, the film was directed uh, or shot? To, yeah, yeah. Because to me as well, this didn't feel, to me, this did not feel like a 1950s throwback. This just felt like a wacky sci-fi, you know, horror movie, right? See, to me, it felt like the 50s throwback specifically because of like, especially like the way that Mooney acts throughout it. That's mm. that's very reminiscent of like the 1950s, all oh, these damn kids, these damn teenagers, you know, like when it was yeah. like the... Yeah, you know, the, you get the, that the mods well. and the rockers and all that. Yeah, but you get that as well in like any of these like, 80s horror movies. I don't think this, to me at least, this didn't feel like a 1950s throwback. This just felt like a, a wacky sci-fi horror comedy that came out and somebody thought that it felt like one of these. So I'm like, okay, fair enough. Some people... I know, it feels... It feels too much. Like there are too many parallels it for it to taken, not feel like it was like intentional. It may have taken influence from them, but I don't think it was a throwback to them. If that makes sense, like, um, like, uh, like last night in Soho is a throwback to like. Last night in Soho isn't a throwback, but it, was, it took a lot of influence 
from a lot of uh, the 60s horror movies that aren't like Dracula and stuff. It took yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's not a throwback. I think this is similar where it took like influence from a bunch of 50s horror movies, 50s sci-fi horror movies, and then tried to do its own thing with them. I don't think it was a throwback. Because um, to me, like in the like 80s horror movies that are like throwbacks, these, I think like... Um, I, the Blob? Or yeah. the remake of The Blob? Yeah, the remake of The Blob, the remake of uh, Invaders from Mars. Yeah. That's what I think of. This, not so much. Because this just feels, again, this just feels like a wacky sci-fi horror comedy that may have taken ideas. See, I feel like a lot of the, the comedy of this movie, mm. the reason it comes from the fact that it is reminiscent of those old movies. Whereas if you take that, if you take that element away from it, and you just take that kind of the, you lose a lot of the ridiculousness of this movie, and so that's what makes it feel even more so like a throwback for me. Combined with the likes of the acting and the writing, and that if even just the situations that the characters yeah, end up in, the, the way that they have like their main plot going on, and then they're consistently movies, cut, they're those... consistently cutting back to like the the rampage that the monsters are going on while we have because they would always have that in those fifties movies as well when you would have like the. You know, the main characters would be like paired up with the scientists trying to figure out a way to take oh. out the. And then it would cut to like, they, you know, scenes movies, of destruction every now and then. Those 50s movies were also played incredibly straight. Like, there was no. Oh. Yeah, but then when you're yeah. sending something up like that, mm. sure, they were played straight when they came out, but compared. When you watch them back now, it seems ridiculous because of the shit that they're mm. doing. And so, if you want to send that up, you can't play it straight. You've got no. to play it ridiculous. Oh, I just don't know. It doesn't feel like a fifties sci-fi movie to me at all. It just feels like a wacky eighties space comedy. So, no, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, not saying it's bad or anything. I'm just saying it doesn't feel like a fifties sci-fi to me. It it does to me in a big way. Hmm. But uh, so anyway, Mike and Dave then make it to the landing site, but find nothing except an empty crater. Dave then immediately slaps the cuffs on Mike. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking about and this. And put some like, in the back of the car. I was thinking like, about this. What the fuck is like, he getting arrested for here? Wasting police time? Probably, but, I, but I'm sitting there thinking, like, just take him over to the, the giant crater in the grounds, you know. That didn't appear there naturally. Yeah, that didn't just fucking show up. Like, Just, just look at how deep it is, because you see it from, like, when they're in the thing, you know. It goes yeah, all yeah. the way down, so, yeah, I don't know. All right, so <laughs> Do you think we just dug this? <laughs> we then get another one of these vignettes, as Shorty rides his rides a wee a bike well it's a trike really up to a group of bikers who immediately start bullying the wee clown mm-hmm. the biggest of the bunch picks asks to ride this bike shorty says no he says can I honk the horn he says aye so the biker picks up the up the trike and smashes fuck out the thing shorty jumps out of the shot and comes back wearing boxing gloves and we get the probably one of the most famous moments of this movie the what are you gonna do? Knock my block off? <laughs> punch. <laughs> One punch his head off. You got the other one. One punch. Fucking. That's a great anime, by the way. One Punch Man. I've seen the first season. What Fucking do you shit think? Hot. What? What? Did this come out before? Yeah, and then he gives. Uh... Oh, by the way, I haven't mentioned this yet. The clowns laugh in this movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck that laugh. It is so fucking creepy. It's like modulated and then like layered on top of itself. So there's like this weird kind of like, it's such a dissonant and horrifying tone. It like, it almost feels like a scream at certain points when they do it. It's so fucked up. I love it. So we then move on to our next Mike and Dave scene. Uh, They are at the top of the world. 
all of the cars there seem to be abandoned. Mm-hmm. Dave leaves the police car to investigate and finds the cars are filled with cotton candy. He manages to get one open and finds a broken pair of glasses, which might... heavy mist vibes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which Mike says are proof that a man by the name of Bob McGreed is dead. Back to the police station, various phone calls start coming in, reporting on the clowns rampaging through town. Uh, Mooney then assumes that the Terenzi brothers have the whole town in on the, their elaborate plan. Yeah, because you prank. see some of the clowns in the, the drugstore. Yeah, this, this is one of the vignettes that we've kind of left out because it kind of goes yeah. nowhere. Uh, it's just, it's not really that interesting. It's just them, like, wrecking a shop. Yeah. Uh, we then, although one of the more interesting ones is we have a clown riding an invisible vehicle. And this is where... And, like, a car chase down the street. Yeah, and this is where I noticed that a lot of the... Like, the car crashes, like, you don't see the actual crash. Well, there was that, but there's that, but that, but there was also, like, a lot of the characters that aren't, like, named... Uh, they're all they're ADR'd. all ADR'd by the same uh, guy. So like uh, the guy that runs the drugstore, you know, you never see him talk, but you hear him. Like, and he hey, sounds the exact hey, same hey. as the guy in the car. Uh-huh. Who sounds the exact same as the guy that that watched the puppet show in the busy in the gazebo. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, none of the uh... yeah. You, well, you, you see this car crashing, don't you? No, no. You see it. Cra- you see it crash through a fence, but you don't actually see it hit the deck. Oh, okay. You see it upside down on the ground. Yeah, so all the car crashes in this are done in like the the sort of Star Trek style. Yeah, okay. like cut away just as cut away just at the point of impact. Show a character reacting to what just happened. Show you mm. the aftermath of what just happened. Yeah, the only thing that you see crashing through anything is right at the end, and I'm fairly certain that was a miniature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know. <laughs> But the, so but, after all this, we then cut to Debbie's house as she gets ready for a shower, placing her popcorn the longest covered fucking clothes. shower in film history. Yeah, it takes a solid like because hour you of the you, film. You don't watch the whole shower, but when she enters, but the it shower, keeps cutting back to the shower, right? Like, uh, we'll, like a reference. Like, what we'll do is we'll just go through like what happens as like things ha- as go through, and you'll realize how fucking long the shower takes. All right. Uh, so like she gets ready for the shower, placing I mean, her popcorn yes, covered clothes in the basket. But I don't just mean a long shower in the in the sense of in the movie. Uh, I was watching it as a no, long in shower. The, in the I world mean, in the world the of the movie, this yeah. shower no, must that's take what I mean, like, the amount ages. of stuff yeah, that yeah. happens. Uh, so I'm just clarifying for them. Right. But like we just, also see popcorn on the ground moving of its own accord. Yeah, when I saw that, I was just sitting there thinking like you know, that's fucking spooky. Yeah, no, 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 just all the popcorn on the ground. I was just sitting there going like, "Clatty bitch, pick up the fucking popcorn because." I don't know, it's just a pet peeve of mine. Food on the ground. Don't yeah, like it. it's, it's fucking mine. You need to yeah. pick that shit up. Pick it up. <laughs> so we then cut to the clown at the Big Top Burgers, placing handful of popcorns in the bins at the back of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Back to Debbie's. The laundry basket begins to shake. Back to the bins. An employee brings out, out the rubbish, hears strange noises coming from inside the bins, checks inside, and is dragged into the bin, cr- yes. kicking and screaming and by an unseen ADR'd creature. Well. This, this guy's guy also ADR. Yeah, yeah. We then go to Mike and Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave is finally beginning to... Be- like, this is the one section in terms of how it's... In terms of the editing of this film that I think is a very bad decision. Because this is a classic set-up payoff kind of situation, but they fuck up the payoff. Right? Because we see Debbie clearly using, like, the pop... putting the popcorn in and all that. It's going back and forth constantly between two scenes, creating a sense of urgency. Mm. We see this guy getting killed, 
And then the film just kind of fucks off and does its own thing for about 10, 15 minutes before we ever go back to Debbie and get the payoff. Which guy dies? The employee, the guy in the bin. Right, right, right. 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 Yeah. Whereas realistically, what should be happening, this guy should be dragged into the bin, we then cut back to Debbie mm-hmm. to see her getting out of the shower. But we don't. To this, but to then getting attacked by these things. Yeah. But that scene doesn't come back for another 20 minutes. Yeah. Real time. In terms of the film, it was probably about fucking five hours. Yeah, she just wants to become a prune. She wants to be pure. <laughs> fucking Danny um, DeVito. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we cut back to the... Dave is finally beginning to believe Mike's story after seeing the carnage at the top of the world. Cut to a bus stop. A clown performs some shadow puppet tricks to the amazement of the folk waiting at the stop, creating various different animals, such the as a bunny. The amazement of all these folks and their ADR voices. Yes, uh, <laughs> such as uh, a bunny rabbit. We get an elephant. It creates like a ballerina. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. the clown looks directly down the lens of the camera and laughs. And he's like, look what I'm going to fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you see this shit? <laughs> Mike and Dave... They then pull up by the bus stop and watch as the clown creates a shadow dinosaur which swallows the people whole. Mm-hmm. The shadow then retracts into the puppet and into his hands. Mm-hmm. He then drops the shadow into the popcorn, yeah, which then hear, makes like the, wee happy squeaky noises. Yeah, you hear the people's voices being like, yeah, help me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was a weird one. <laughs> uh, Mike panics and steps in the gas grabbing the steering wheel trying to run over the clown have you noticed as well um, I think they did it in this bit and they also did it in the later car chase scene uh-huh. uh, to make the cars just yeah they just sped up the footage yeah, they, they did the Terminator thing where they just uh... they just speed up the footage <laughs> that they filmed yeah. yeah so the clown jumps out of the way and the car crashes into the wall behind it he doesn't just jump out of the way he fucking he like... flies yeah he goes up like a rocket yeah rocket man <laughs> That was a good film, though. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Dave contacts Mooney and tells him to contact the state police, saying, "This is no joke. I have found like, I found the bodies. Like this, this mm-hmm. shit's real." But this narcissistic bastard believes that the entire town of whatever the fuck it's called again, I can't remember. Yeah, well. <laughs> right, is conspiring to get him to quit the force. Mooney is... Uh, Mooney's a narcissistic prick. Mooney is also, like, two or three days away from going on a fucking rampage. Oh, yeah, time. yeah. He's, he, <laughs> he reminds me of Michael Douglas in Falling Down. He's, like, one bad mistake from one just airing day. out a McDonald's with an Uzi. Like, yeah. he's just... <laughs> yeah, he's he's drinking on the job. He's beating up people. He's uh, looking at gun magazines. Oh, He's just some, waiting for, the, he's just waiting for his Joker moment. That's something I wanted to point out. Go I can't on. remember when exactly it was. Um, I think it's one of the earlier scenes where they phoned back to Mooney and that. But he's uh, sitting at his desk and he's reading a magazine and he's laughing. Yeah, so and he's, he's like, just he's well, laughing. No, 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 he's, yeah. la- he's laughing, so you think he's like, you know, reading something humorous. He turns the page and it's and just like a gun, gun advertisement. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> That's dark. It's true, though. That he's, is true, guys. Yeah, he's, he's two days away from going on a fucking killing spree in that town. Nobody is safe. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mars, the drugstore guy, was probably safe. Until he phoned up asking for help, and now he thinks he's part of it. Yeah. So, you know. So, Mike then sees the Terenzi brothers and tells Dave to make his own way to the station, while he teams up with the brothers to warn the town about the killer clowns. He convinces the brothers to take him to Debbie's house by telling them that she has two roommates 
with big boobs that just so happen to love ice cream. Terenzi brothers also just crash the van into the wall. <laughs> so they... Oh no, they don't crash the van into the wall. They're both outside the van and they've just let it roll. Yeah. So they've just not put the handbrake on and that fucker just went. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it crashed into a bunch of uh, cardboard boxes to minimise the damage. Oh yes, the, so... the glorious cardboard boxes. Mm. <laughs> uh, cut back to Mooney as the phones in the station are ringing off the hook. In walks a clown, and we get Mooney's best line in the film. whoop de goddamn de doo Actually, I'm fairly certain if that clown didn't walk in at that point, that yeah. is when Mooney would have snapped and gone on his rampage. Yes, that would have been it, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mooney gets sprayed in the face by a trick bouquet of flowers and responds by immediately putting the c- clown in cuffs. And I quote, I'm supposed to read you your rights, but you're in Mooney's jail and you ain't got no rights. I'm pretty sure if it wasn't for the fact that this man was killed at this point, like you're saying, this is the beginning of the rampage. That that, mm-hmm. that line is not out of place in Falling Down. That line is not out of place in Taxi Driver. That line is not out of place in Joker. That, like, you're that in Mooney's fucking... world now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Bang! <laughs> and in Mooney's world, you're, you're going to see a whole lot of shit. <sighs> yeah. That sounded a lot better in your head, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> and in Mooney's world, you're going to see a blood moon. Huh. Ah, that's the one. <laughs> we got there. We found it. So the clown's hands then detach from its body as it frees itself from the cuffs. Like, not just gloves, the fucking hands come off. Still walks to the cell, though. <laughs> yeah. Mooney then pulls a gun on the clown and throws him in the jail cell with the two punks from earlier as the clown demonstrates its ability to regenerate by holding up its arms and then just. De- the two hands just boop out of the mm. <laughs> out of the sleeves. I like how Mooney still. I like how Mooney only gets slightly concerned after he hits the clown in the back of the head, and he does like a full fucking exorcist spin. Yeah, yeah. That's when he starts to question things. <laughs> uh, Mooney then gets knocked out by the clown, uh, as it uses a part. Well, I think it's like a party blower or like a party horn or something that you call them. Yeah. Blows in it, it turns into a hand. It kind of looks like the, the clown arm from Poltergeist. It's got that red and white stripe mm-hmm. thing going to it. And grabs Mooney by the neck and slams his face against the bars. Does that knock him out or does that kill him? I think that knocks him out. And he's killed later by being spoiled by like what's happened to him later. I think that's what kills him. Mm. Dave then arrives at the station only to find the phones all ringing off the hook also, and a series of, the... of clown-sized footprints. Also, one of the goths. Just kind of looks at him and like, what are, oh, you, what are in you in for? for? Yeah. Is this before or after the, the whole scene at the restaurant? The burger place? What, the one? This is, oh yeah, the burger one where the clown's like yeah, trying to guide yeah. The, yeah, that happens way earlier. I kind of skipped oh, that because right, no, it was one we of the should, more... We should have skipped that because that is actually uh, probably the most genuinely creepy scene in this whole entire movie. Oh, when he's like luring the kid out? Well, yeah, because the, the, all the audio goes away and it's just silence. As he's, like, luring this child out. I don't know, it felt a bit too close to me. I was getting John Wayne Gacy vibes. I had to... Oh, I was yeah, like, that's, that's why it's good. I was looking at it, and I was like, like... I was watching it, I was like, damn. It was disturbing and not in the fun uh, way. I was like, like, damn, if they wanted to make this into, like, a fucking serious horror movie, they probably could have. But, uh, you know, that 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 whole scene uh, is probably, like... <laughs> it's probably my favourite of the whole entire movie. <laughs> it's just because it works, you know? Yeah, it's really <clears throat> creepy. So basically, there's like this, like kind of almost vampire esque, like hypnosis yeah, deal going are, these, on. Yeah, we should make this clear. These, these are, as we find out, these are technically fucking space vampires. 
Because he has the... No, 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 let me... Because he has the Bela Lugosi power of, like, making people hypnotize and trying to get them towards him and all that shit. Yeah. Right? And then later on, he's one of them seen drinking blood. So, like, you know, they're space vampires. Is it blood, though? It looks a bit too clear to be blood. I think it's just, like, liquidized human. I don't know, movie blood, I don't know. But, you yeah. know, it's a red liquid coming from a body. Oh. But, uh, I assumed it was blood. But they're space vampires. So, you know. That was a great scene, though. I liked it. Yeah. Also, what fucking burger bar has actual waitresses that walk around? It's a diner. Is it? Yeah. The hmm. big top diner, it's called. I thought it was just like a cheap... I, I thought it was just like, oh, we can't get Burger King or McDonald's, let's just make our own. No, it's called Big Top Diner. Alright, because I was wondering, I was it's like... It's a full-blown diner, it's not just like a burger place. Because there's a waitress like delivering like, I don't know, extra sauce or some shit. I'm <laughs> just looking at her like, fuck sort of place is this? But, hmm... Don't get oh, that yeah. at McDonald's. You certainly don't. No. So, as I was saying, Dave arrives at the police station only to find the phones all ringing off the hook and a series of killer clown-sized footprints leading to the jail cells where he finds two cotton candy cocoons. The arm falls out of one. Containing the two punks. Yeah. He finds he rips one open to find the face of one punk and then the arm falls from the other revealing like the arm like the spike armband thing that <laughs> It's kind of like that bit from Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, he then goes on to find the clown sitting down with Mooney on his lap like a ventriloquist I've, dummy. And I he's think, made up to look yeah, like yeah. that. He's got like the red lines down by but his before, mouth and he's got the rosy cheeks. But before he sees this, um, you see the clown sitting... Yeah, up, with his back to him. And uh, Dave doesn't notice. I think they could have done that for a bit longer. Where he's just kind of... Walking around with freaking it. Freaking yeah. out a little bit, you know. But, but no, he just kind of walks in, turns around for a bit and then season so uh, yeah this is this is probably like outside of this is what i would say is the most disturbing scene in the movie mm. more so than the kid scene because he the clown then make talks directly to dave but he does so through mooney using mooney as like a ventriloquist doll think independence day and like the the mooney mm. in air quotes leans in and has in a very slightly modulated voice not as heavily as the it's like the clowns. So it's because the clowns do speak, but they have like their own unique language. Yeah. Oh, yeah, people. Oh, that sort of shit. Yeah, that kind of, you know, like R2-D2, Star Wars, mm. like Jawa kind of shit, right? And Mooney leans in and he says, Don't worry, Dave. All we want to do is kill you. Do you think that... And it's such like a... And it's just that line and that realisation for, for Dave. And you see like Dave's reaction and it's really... Fu- fucking well done like like this whole scene is incredibly well acted and it's just man it put me it proper put me on edge because i was like oh fuck is this is this film suddenly just going to turn around and get like heavy fucking serious and like genuine scary is this like a turning point where they're like they they pull you in with like ridiculous and it's like no it just it, it just like it's like the fucking willy wonka boat ride that just frightens the shite out of you and then moves on like it's fucking do you think- do you think Roland, do you think Roland Emmerich saw this and was like I can do this because in Independence Day it was a bit like that where um, yeah 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 where he was like what do you want us to do die yeah 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 <laughs> so you know <laughs> so the clown then pulls his hand out of Mooney's back causing his body to like slump to the floor mm. like so that's why I think this is the point where Mooney dies because I feel like in order to use like his voice in that they would have to be like partially alive or something I don't know they're aliens they can do a bunch of shit yeah they've got like weird magic stuff but like 
and like you see like his hands all like the clown's hand is like all bloody and stuff and mm. it's just great Dave then starts em- like firing shots at the clown to no avail until one lucky shot hits the clown square in its nose yeah the clown then begins to spin in the spot and eventually becomes like a kind of like Tasmanian a- devil like tornado he becomes a glitter bomb yeah and then blows up mm. cut to Mike and Terenzi brothers as they drive to Debbie's place the two brothers still unconvinced that the clowns are real. That is, until they turn the corner and find a full squad of the fuckers marching down the main street with this massive, like, parade float machine slash hoover. Yeah, it looks like, uh, it reminded me of, um, do you remember that animated movie, Robots? Yeah! And there's, like, the fucking big street sweeper things. That come yeah, the street sweepers that take them all to the chop shop. Yeah, it reminded me of that a wee bit. That was a movie. <laughs> it was a movie. Yeah. Like, when Ewan McGregor was doing a bunch of just, like, weird kids CGI. Yeah, 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 like, that, what was it called? Like, not Valorant. Was Valiant? It? Valiant, that mm. was it. Yeah, Valorant's the fucking... With the, Ricky Trace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, uh, I don't know. Robots was good. And Freddy! Yeah. Shit was good. Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. But they see the clowns marching down the street, turning everyone they see into cocoons and then hoovering them up with mm-hmm. the giant machine. Then we go back to Debbie, and we see her, at this point, is just now getting out of the shower. She was in that shower for probably in, in real world time. Like real world time, like... An hour? A solid hour. Yeah. Hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. So was... Actually, when you think about it, not that long a shower. An hour in a shower. That's, that's reasonable. I mean... If you're like proper washing your hair, then an hour in the shower. No. I can take an hour in the shower fairly easily. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's not supposed to last an hour, but you know. It whatever. can though. Whatever. You're treating yourself. But she's still exfoliating, doing like a proper good up, scrub and all that. Like yeah. Yeah, but she's still not picking up any of that popcorn that's on the ground. It's disgusting. Yeah, because it's turned into killer clown heads. I know, but it's disgusting. You need to pick up all that popcorn that's on the ground. So. As I said, she opens up her laundry basket to reveal the creatures that the popcorn has turned into, these mini clown heads with like worm-like bodies, burst out of the basket and begin chomping at her. The bathroom, they burst out of the bathroom cabinet and even the toilet uh, to terrorise poor mm. Debbie. And they bite her. Yeah, they bite her and I try and hold her in place. I think it would have been cool, right? Go on. They obviously weren't going to do this because budget, I'm imagining. But it would have been cool, like, because you got bitten by the little mini clown things, right? Yeah. The wound starts to, like, go that sort of colour of, like, clown white. And she's going to turn into a clown because it's infected her. Her nose turns red and shit. Yeah, but they're aliens. They're not, like, zombies or vampires or stuff. Yeah, but it would have been cool, though. <laughs> Could have been cool, yeah. It's how they assimilate other cultures. They're like the clown Borg. So, it would have been cool. What's with the Star Trek with you the day, man? It's the, I suppose we're dealing with a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. So Debbie hears Mike at her front door and runs to open up the door only to find a clown doing a shit-hot impression of Mike. Mike. She panics and tries to run but finds every possible exit cut off by clowns. She even tries to jump out of a window and sees like four of them there holding a fucking trampoline. They're holding the trampoline and wearing fireman helmets. Yeah. That actually got uh, a very audible laugh from me. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? When she goes in, you just see them standing, looking looking up at her and one of them is even like, come on, come on then. (laughs) They geared the wee nod, like, when you go in. (laughs) I had taken a mouthful of uh, whiskey at that point and I was... Oh, that would have been a a painful laugh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jesus, would have burnt you twice. (laughs) 
Uh, she is then captured and trapped inside of a balloon that kind of looks like the creature from Darkstar. Mm. Uh, Mike and the Terenzi brothers arrive at the house just in time to see the clowns drive away with Debbie caught in the balloon. We then get a quote-unquote high-speed chase. And by that I mean the cars are going at a fairly adequate speed, but they've sped up the footage so that it looks like they're going fast. Yeah, the, the, uh, as I said earlier, they did the Terminator treatment. Yeah, yeah. And soon Dave has joined in the action. Paul sees Dave behind him and panics, shouting to his brother, Rich, it's the cops. Stop. Rich slams the brakes, causing Dave to drive right into the back of the ice cream truck and total the police car. Well, technically, it's implied. Go on. We never see it. We never see the impact. We see them. We see the aftermath of the impact yeah, with the car them, slammed in the back of it. And we see them react to it, but we never yeah. see the actual impact. It's implied. But it still happens. I know, I know what happened. I know, but I'm not saying we. See, I know, saying, I know, I know what happened. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like in film language, it's just implied. We never actually see it happen. But yeah, that's a running theme in this movie. None of the cars hit anything. Yeah, we said that. Uh, yeah, it's just another part of it. Aye. So Dave then climbs in the truck, and the group now head to the amusement park to confront the clowns, free Debbie, and save the world. Why are why is creepy amusement parks always by the sea? Because the normal ones can afford better real estate. Hmm. I don't know why as well, but when I saw this, I was getting major like because to get. To I the got Blackpool vibes. I didn't get Blackpool vibes. I was just telling you in a minute where I got. But when I was watching it, um, you know, the, the amusement park is out and out. It's, it's on a pier at the sea, oh, and to get I there, and to get there, they have to go like on a on a road. You know, see on one side a big old fuck off cliffs on the other. Yeah. I was getting bully vibes from that. Oh, right, okay. I thought you were going to say the Warriors, like they were going to Coney Island. <laughs> no, I've been to Coney Island. It's, uh, there's Did you no, ride the cycling? There's, no, I didn't. Uh, we didn't the, the park was closed. Oh. Um, went to the aquarium, though. So we then cut to a guard wandering the amusement park. The clowns all get out of the car, one after the other, in typical clown fashion. There is far too fucking many of them to fit in the car. Best clown car gag ever is in The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. When the what was it the, the car's about to get hit by something I can't remember but uh, yeah. he's like pinky dinky he's just trying to get all these coins out it's fucking great yeah what are you gonna do with those pies boys yes yeah. uh, fucking melt you that's what uh, the, the guard is reduced like, to a smoking pile of cream and crust how many pies do you think they threw him at least five <laughs> well it looked like there was like fifty odd getting thrown at him so I was right yeah. At least five. Yeah, and yeah, it melts them. <laughs> yeah, it's just the guard is reduced to a smoking pile of cream and crust, which shorty places a comically large cherry on top of, which I thought was, you know, mm. that got that bit got a laugh out of me when it just like, because he places it so gently, it's just like, yeah, there we go, well, that, that's that nice. Yeah, it gives it a look like, yeah, perfect, you know. <laughs> uh, the group then enter the circus tent and read spaceship uh, for the final act. Go on. I think I have just thought of a plot hole in this movie. What's the plot hole? How does Dave and the Frenzy Brothers, whatever the brothers' names are, get into that clown car if the clown car was left outside? Because outside is like part of the, at least that part is implied is like part of the ship. No, no, no. Because when it takes off, it takes like part of the park with it. Oh, no, it doesn't. No, you're right. No, it's just... Yeah, the, it's parked outside. Although it's not the only plot hole in this movie. No, no, but that's like one of the major ones I can think of. But like that, and the fact that the that everyone survives at the end. 
Yeah, but yeah. Aye, no, no, you're right. Yeah. Well, how do they? <laughs> that I think that's a leftover from when like. Because the original ending of this film did have all of the main characters dying. Except for Mike and... What's her Except name? for Mike and Debbie. Oh. Like, everyone else just fucking bit the dust. <laughs> Where'd the and they kind of had to write a quick... They had to, like, write a quick exit. Actually, um, For everyone after test audiences proved that they did not enjoy the fact that uh, several main characters died. I say it's a plot hole, but these are space-faring... Uh, they beings. fucking... They could teleport it yeah, on. Yeah, they probably have a hangar being Beam there. Beam me up, has, shorty. Yeah, they, they probably have a hangar bay in that area that has yeah, a fine. bunch of little clown cars in it. So, the group... So, they enter the circus tent and the group begin to theorise why the clowns came to Earth in the first place. Yeah, one of them starts talking about ancient aliens and yeah, shit. Yeah, they, they, they drop a full-blown ancient <laughs> aliens theory but like, ancient clowns, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, our clowns are what are based off of these aliens. They, these are just aliens that just look like clowns. Yeah. Uh, one of the Fer- Ferengi brothers? No. Terenzi, isn't it? I guess it's too auditory. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that was <laughs> wrong franchise. Uh, it says maybe they're just cruising through the galaxy and they stopped here for a bite to eat. Mm. Oh, how right you are! How very nihilistic and Lovecraftian of you. Yeah. This is where we get a much better look at the set design for the spaceship here in this final act as they walk through various different areas. Although, a couple of the sets... A couple of the sets do look... A, are just like a black background and a couple of weird circus props put yeah, here Yeah, I'm pretty there. sure they were just in an acting workshop somewhere. Yeah, pretty just, much. <laughs> just put a couple of things on the ground and like, here. Yeah, that'll do. Put yeah. some dry ice in the floor. That'll, that'll hide everything. That'll sci-fi it <laughs> up, yeah. Uh, Dave tells the Terenzi brothers to stay close and they immediately fall through a trapdoor. It's not their fault. Uh, and into a ball pit with two female presenting clowns are waiting for them. Their chests begin to expand is the politest way I can put it. The two, Causing the two brothers to ask, are you Debbie's roommates? <laughs> Which again, pretty fucking good joke. Like that, that yeah. got me. Oh, anyway, uh, Mike finally recognises where they are in the ship and leads... Dave to the cocoon storage room which is now completely full like wall to wall floor to ceiling yeah and we when we both noticed um, earlier when I came over today that one of the one of the we'll, we'll get to that because <laughs> I now have a theory about yeah that. so the pair look for Debbie and they see one of the clowns this one being called Fatso although none of the clowns are named in the movie yeah you just asked me what what, you, what I thought his oh, name yeah. was I was like what do you think that guy's name is and you just went fat cunt and I was like yeah yeah close enough <laughs> That's his. Uh, that's his Sunday name. That's his full name. His pal's calling fat. So his <laughs> mother calls him fat. Cunt. Killer clown Christian name. <laughs> Killer My KKK Christian. name. Ah no! Is fat cunt. Killer Christian clown. <laughs> Killer Christian clowns. Yeah. Worship Jesus. <laughs> or fucking die. <laughs> It's the, killer, a funny it's, the, joke. it's the killer crown crusades. Joe, it's a funny joke. <laughs> Satan. Whoa. <laughs> mm. <Me and> <laughs> uh, so the pair then look for Debbie. They see Fatso, grab a crazy straw and insert it into one of the cocoons and drink the liquid within. See, space vampires. See, I don't think it's blood though. I think it's kind of like what like spiders do, where they like melt the body down mm, and then just like drink the nutrients from it. I don't know, I just it. see red liquid coming out of a body. I'm going to assume it's blood. I don't know. But it's not a body, it's coming out of a cocoon. There's a body in the cocoon though. Is there or is it just fucking liquid now? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I we think. We saw a body earlier, we, had, we don't see what I, but actually... we don't know if it was finished. Yeah. 
Because remember, before he does this, he goes around like knocking on all of the cocoons to see what one's ready. I don't so I think they're like when he knocks on it, if it's partially hollow, that means like you know, I know, but, made, but we don't see what's in there. Good. All we know for certain is that once they're put in there, their their bodies are still in there, but they're just turned they're red. Dead. Yeah, and they're dead. They're just turned red and they're dead. So for all we know, they're just covered. But they don't get any redemption. No, or revolvers. For, <laughs> no. But for all we know, they're just covering them in like fucking cherry sauce. We don't know what's going on in there. True. Uh, so the two hide. Um, so the, oh, Mike and Dave hide behind like the cocoons to try and stop Fatso from seeing them. And this is where what you were talking about earlier comes up. Was One he, of the cocoons is suspiciously small. Do you think that's the the child that uh, he was trying to lure out the fucking burger? Bar? I don't know, but it's it's really <laughs> fucking small. If it is a kid in it, then they're like four or five years old. Like that is a tiny fucking. Cocoon. Yeah, that's my head cannon now. They were trying to, like that's, that's a toddler. Yeah, that's the child that he was trying to lure out of the fucking burger bar. Ugh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, the cocoons in this kind of look like a cross between like a lucky rabbit's feet that you get on like keychains and shit. And a bossack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cotton candy scrotums. <laughs> I'm gonna dye my bossack, Helen. What colour should it be? Pink. <laughs> Cotton candy, pink, Brian. <laughs> 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 why, why that voice? I don't know, wee Scottish wifey. <laughs> yeah. So they finally find uh, the balloon containing Debbie. Uh, Dave just fucking shoots it. To be fair, <laughs> right? To be fair, to be fair right? he does like he shoots to yeah. the side of it, uh, yeah, so he's not going like, to like hit her. Yeah, like, that's it's... what I was going to get because he's like, no, you can't do that. You're just going to shoot her. Not if she gets out the fucking way. It's a balloon. Yeah. But like... <laughs> she... <laughs> it's not going to fucking ricochet off the thing. It's not made of like fucking... I don't know. Metal or stone. It's fine. It's just... Aye. Jesus Christ. You're sorted. <laughs> so the three then begin their escape down a fire pole and through the funhouse-like structure. Uh, we then come um, to a great scene. Just a, another door. Uh, blow, another door. Blow, blow the fire. Uh, and pull oh yeah, it. there's a fucking sarlacc pit down there. Yeah, yeah, a piranha plant or something. Which never fucking gets mentioned again. Yeah. They just they see this massive fuck off monster and just well, done. That's it. <laughs> it's just one of their pets. Yeah. <laughs> but what? Uh, that's, yeah, that's just Craig. That's just fine. Was, that's what I was wondering when I was watching this. Though I was like. In the universe of these killer clowns, right? Yes. What use is anything? <laughs> In this in this spaceship, like the the fucking. I have no idea. Around. It's all just the weird, yeah. the weird like angler fish thing they go in. Yeah, the hallway full of balloons. Why do they have doors that get smaller? What I don't is, fucking know. What is the purpose? What is because they're clowns what and is they're killer, silly. What is killer clown society like on planet? Uh, killer clown on planet. Yeah, on planet. Uh, on planet Barnum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what's going on there? I don't fucking know. We need a Killer Clowns like movie where it's on the planet. A we Killer Clowns documentary, like where they go down, like they could do it like an ancient aliens piss take where they go. Down. Oh, that would be great. You need to actually get that Giorgio guy. Get that back. guy back, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh, the trio end up in this like massive arena almost, uh, with clowns closing in from every angle. We then get. Paul and Rich coming to save the day as they slam their ice cream truck through the wall. They use the loudspeakers in the truck to shout out, I am the great and powerful Jojo. Leave them alone, you shower of clowny cunts, right? I, I, was, I was saying to you during this bit as well that it would be, because all the clowns turn around and look at it like, whoa. Like, uh, yeah, like they're in awe, right? But, 
you then brought up. I was saying, is like, what if they're not looking at it in awe? What if they're just looking at it being like, that's fucking racist? Yeah, that is it. Like, what the fuck? Like, that is the most <laughs> fucked up shit I have ever seen in my life. What the, the massive clown head? Yeah, just this Where massive, like, clown head that looks nothing like any of them. No. Like, it's just like, it's like an exaggerated version of all of them. And they're like looking up and it's like, what the fuck? But you, wow, man, wow. That's why, man. Clown, that's why Clownzilla came down. He was just so fucking. He's so pissed off. Uh, <laughs> it was just like, the sheer I'm gonna fuck of, you up. At the sheer amount of uh, anti-clownism going on here, yeah. so you know. It's disgusting behaviour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no place for it in the galaxy. <laughs> uh, we then get introduced to the one, the only king of the clowns, Clownzilla. What Although is he's clowns though. Is, is he their leader? Is he just their giant? He's actually. Heavy? You know what he's credited as? Mm. Jojo. <laughs> so that's why the when he says like I am the great and all powerful Jojo. That's why the clowns look at him like that. They're not going like holy fuck it's Jojo. They're turning around going oh you fucking aren't they? Like, <laughs> they turn like you're not Jojo. That's Jojo. Jojo. Jojo, you got so square. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck happened? But no, like so. Dave then, so at this point, like, Clownzilla descends on... What is Clownzilla? I think it's like, I think that's like, it's literally the king of the clowns. I think it is like the... Do you think, or do you think he's just their heavy? No, I think that's like the, you know, like the alien queen? (laughs) Where he's just laying eggs. Yeah! He's he's just, he's shitting popcorn. And the popcorn turns into the little clowns, the little clowns turn into the big clowns. Who'd have thought we were having a biology lesson on killer clowns from outer space? So Dave then sends Mike and Debbie away while he distracts Clownzilla to cover their escape. Uh, Mike's pistol very quickly runs out of bullets and he gets picked up by the giant clown. Meanwhile, the police are now like converging on no, no, like no, the... the the brothers are getting blown up. Oh yeah, no, right enough. Uh, the Terenzi... the clown then goes to like the the ice cream truck and starts like pounding on it. Yeah, and then you know they're telling the brothers to get out and run away, and one of them pops his head out of the van and says, "We can't. It's rented." I think that's an inside joke. Yeah, because all uh, the cars that the reason they don't show any car crashes prior to uh, like this one and like the car flat crashing through like a wooden fence is because yeah. the cars they were using for this film were rented. Yeah, uh, so, because I'm they, also pretty sure the van crashing through the wall was a miniature. I think it is a miniature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this whole scene with Clownzilla is shot like a 1970s Godzilla movie. It's, it's great. A, yeah, it's just a guy in a... It's, it's so just, good. It's a guy in a suit, essentially. With um, miniatures. Yeah, so it's pretty fun. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So, like, the clown starts laying into it and eventually picks up the, the truck and fucking throws it across the room and it lands and blows up. Yeah. Right? Effectively killing <laughs> the Terenzi brothers. Yeah. Mike then starts shooting at it. His pistol runs out of bullets and he gets picked up by the clown. Meanwhile, the big top begins to take off, and we see this from like the police uh, squad's like point of view, mm-hmm. unlike the pier. Mike then takes off his police badge. Does he jab it with the pin, or does he just jab it with the bottom of? The I think he just gra- the bottom of the badge because the way he holds it, he holds it like is a knife just, and just kind of stabs it. Is he sharpening that badge every day? Maybe it's been like one day I'm gonna stab a cunt with this, <laughs> and it's gonna be fucking awesome. One day I'm gonna stab Mooney with this. Hi, one day Mooney's going to get wide and I'm going to just take my badge off and be like, as though I'm going to give him my badge and gun, then I'm just going to fucking jab it in his neck. (laughs) Pretty sure he's Mooney's superior as well, isn't he? No, uh, no. 
Alright, whatever. Mooney's an officer and he's so said to be fresh out of the academy. Oh. So Mooney is definitely superior. Mm. Mooney is superior. <laughs> In every way. <laughs> his voice is. So he then takes his badge and pops Clownzilla's nose with it. The resulting explosion destroys the entire ship, seemingly killing everyone and everything on board. It's at this point that and the And that is the end credits. Yeah, or it would and have the been. original <laughs> version of this film. It would have been the end credits if not for test audiences saying, We don't like that, we wanna see we wanna see Dave survive and we wanna see the funny brothers survive as well because so they were we cool. Have a clown so now car. we have a clown car falling from the sky. And one really enthusiastic fucking uh, shotgun like uh, what do you call it when you pump? Oh yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. One enthusiastic shotgun pumper, because <laughs> uh, he pumps that it, it's shit. It's better like... than what you actually call it when you do that. I know, but cocking you... the shotgun. Oh, but he he cocks. You hear that... it three times in a row in the background. You just hear it go. Very enthusiastic. He's pump. I mean, shotguns. I don't think shotguns work. Like if you pump it, it's going to get more. If you pump it more times, it's going to get more fucking. That's powerful. exactly how they work. They're like super soakers. Powerful. They're like <laughs> super soakers. <laughs> You uber-charged the shotgun, like... Super soakers of death! But, uh, you know... Yeah. But no, uh, the car falls, falls from the, the sky. sky. Out come Dave and the Terenzi brothers, who claim to have hid in the icebox with they the They had cream. no time to hide in the icebox. They would have had to fight fucking gravity to get into that. They would have had to fight into fucking gravity to get into that icebox. It wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't have worked. They were dead. Killer clowns. From outer space. I know, but when it's that egregious, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Killer clowns <laughs> from outer space who could only be defeated by busting their noses. It's feasible, but it's not. No, but it's not feasible. It's not. But it's not feasible to fight gravity to hide into to hide in a freezer while this van is falling. Uh, this van would have fallen quite quickly as well to get these two pricks into a freezer. To avoid a fiery death. You had a lot to say when Indiana Jones 4 came out, didn't you? Uh, no, I've only seen it once. <laughs> I went to the cinema to see that. You seem like the kind of cunt that would have a lot to say about that, based on this conversation. I actually didn't mind Indiana Jones 4, I thought it was alright. The fridge? Oh no, I thought that was hilarious. So why isn't this funny as well? Because he had time to get into the fridge, these brothers didn't. It's just fucking bullshit, man, it's just a fun bit in the movie. No, right. yeah, it's, just, it's literally tagged on so they would survive. I know, I know, Indiana Jones probably would have died, but you know, yeah. whatever. But no, he had time to get in the freezer. I'm not talking about them hiding in the freezer, right? I'm not saying that they wouldn't have survived. I'm saying that they wouldn't have had time to get into that freezer. Yeah, they wouldn't have. You're right. Indiana Jones did though. So it doesn't fine. matter though. Uh, Indiana Jones did have time, so that's fine. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they look up to the sky, and Debbie says, "Do you think it's over?" And they are immediately hit by pies falling through the sky as the dickies play us out. Yeah. Now, yeah, those that, those pies killed a cunt. Maybe. So, like, are they all... About to die? Are or... they all just about to me- die a fiery, melty, acidy death? We don't know as the credits play. There's also, <laughs> the there's also this uh, glitter falling from the sky. What if people inhale that? Are they going to turn into clowns? Well, if you inhale the ash of another human being, do you turn into them? Yeah, but they're human beings, though, not aliens from outer space. We don't know what they do. If you inhale your dog's ashes, do you turn into a dog? Yeah, but they're creatures that we know how they work in that. With these aliens, we don't really... Why are you so obsessed with humans turning into these clowns? Because it would be funny. (laughs) 
No. <laughs> it would be. You just wake up one morning, your nose, you've got an alky nose, and like <laughs> <laughs> the big red George Buckler nose. Yeah, you you get up and get dressed in the morning, and suddenly your shoes don't fit. And you're like, what the fuck? And they're just really long. Yeah. So yeah, that's killer clowns from outer space. I won't ask if you'll watch this movie again because you own the movie. <laughs> so. I, I will watch this movie again. Yeah, I mean, I probably would as well. But um, I've, I've watched this movie quite uh, quite a lot. Yeah, uh, it's a fun movie. I love it. It's great. Mm. It's the it's a perfect Halloween horror night kind of movie. Uh, although I would say it goes beyond that because yeah, it's not you like it's, any, you, you can, can watch, watch this really any time of the yeah. year and it's just a good fucking time this would make a great double feature with The Greatest Showman <laughs> you dick it would though <laughs> well yeah because you know well, the opening line of the theme song is P.T. Barnum said it so long ago yeah, yeah. So, or yeah. a triple feature of this uh, Greatest Showman and The Elephant Man oh god no <laughs> but uh Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyway, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I would watch it again. Uh, I will watch it again. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, well, apparently there's been rumours for a while that there's going to be a sequel or like but a that, TV here's thing. The, or... Here's the thing about those, right? Those rumours have been about more or less since the film released. Yeah, it's probably not going like, to happen anymore. It's kind of been, it's been floated that. numerous times. However, with the release of the, with the, release of the video game... Mm-hmm. I feel like the idea of a potential, maybe not necessarily a full-blown sequel, but some form of follow-up to this movie. Yeah. Be I'm, that in the form of a TV show or an animated thing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we've said... It's that, a bit more likely. I know, yeah, and people have been saying for years that two franchises I can think of where people have been like, oh, there's been rumours of a sequel for years, decades even. Yeah. Like one of them was, it was uh, Gremlins. And it's got not a sequel, but like an animated show is coming out. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. gonna be great. Critters also had like a couple of TV things done. Yeah, yeah. They were shit recently. But whatever. Yeah. But whatever. You know, Killer Clowns. It can yeah, come back. There was there was rumors of the of Evil Dead getting a continuation for years before Ash versus Evil Dead came out, as well. Mm-hmm. And same goes for Chucky. There was rumors of like a new Chucky movie coming out for quite a while before the TV series kicked off. Yeah. And then obviously the the. The more recent films, the just, just, the curse and cult of Chucky. Just give me a a new goddamn Friday the Thirteenth, and don't give me that shit where it's like, oh, we're gonna have it, but it's not gonna be Jason. Just give me Jason. If they're gonna do it, and it's not gonna be Jason. I know. Just give me Jason. I just want that. It's gonna be happy and fun. And I want what I want. What should have happened in Friday Part Five. Where it's a new one, where it's a new killer. No, where it's Tom, where like Tommy's the killer, like it's a past victim uh, that's gone insane. Yeah. And is now, you I know, mean, I mean, maybe not Tommy Jarvis because obviously we're well past that point now. Just give me a Friday the 13th of Jason, take me back to my happy place. <laughs> so, anyway, that concludes this week's episodes of Archive Panic uh, on Killer Clowns of Outer Space. Uh, final thoughts, Jacob? Uh, it's fun. <laughs> It's a fun yeah. time. Um, if much like it's much uh, like the subject matter of the film itself, it is a it is a hell of a good, good time for some and absolute hell on earth for others. Yeah, what will it be for you? Watch the film and find out. Yeah, if you go into this expecting like some fucking deep shit, you know, you, you, why would you have a film called Killer Clowns from Outer Space? But like, if you just go into this expecting a good time, you're gonna have a good time. 
Too right, yeah. So or just some weird shit. You're gonna have a good time. So oh, yeah. what are we covering next week, Jacob? Uh next week we're covering a movie that I have never seen before. I uh, don't Me neither. You either. No, no, I haven't. It's uh, we're kind of circling back vaguely to the John Carpenter stuff because uh, this movie was uh, written by uh, Dan O'Bannon. Yes. Uh, who starred in and wrote Dark, Dark Star. Star? Yeah, we're doing. He also Dead. wrote Alien. We did. Uh, we're covering Dead and Buried. Yes. From 1981, I think. I can't remember. But it's got a, a young Robert England in it, speaking of. But uh, yeah, join us for um, our first experience of this movie. So, hell yeah. yeah. So thanks again and very much for listening and we will see you all next week.